And welcome back to four. Di- welcome back to Lambapod. Oh, oh, who's going? He already went. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. I can't get my finger under. Oh, get in there. That's a slow. Nah, it's the season of slow cracks for me. Slow cracks. Yeah, yeah. You know how like Tosh.0, which is like, it's the season of high fashion and yeah, like yeah. all the shit. Devin's just the slow cracks. I'm doing slow cracks this hey, season. Yeah. So, Cheers. hey, for those listening. Can I swear on this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we don't give a fuck. Whatever the fuck <laughs> we want. I mean, Robin fuck listens yeah. to it, so <laughs> like. Oh, oh. Anyways, hey. hey, so if you're listening, we've, uh, we're doing a Friendsgiving cast, a Friends cast, but we have uh, Nick Edwards with us. That's the fourth crack that you heard. Welcome, Nick. This, Welcome, Nick. This is, um, I'm super excited for I'm this. I'm so pumped. I've been waiting for this for literally, so since inception. Of this podcast, I've been waiting to talk to... Yes, that's a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) But I've been super excited to talk to old Nicolaj here. Well, Uh, what's, like, kind of nice about this is, like, inception-wise, we all talked about it, and we wanted Nick to be on the podcast. And, like, location-wise, it's kind of tough, and Nick has weird hours, and I have weird hours, so it cohesively is not super doable. So it's... I'd like this to be, like, a recurring thing. Like, if we could have you on, like, once per season, even, I'd be, like, so chill with that. That'd be tit. I but could probably, I could probably put that together. But yeah, so yeah, pencil us in some. Anyway, so if, just, if you're just joining us, welcome. Uh, Lamb of Pod is the show where we talk shit about music and artists from bands like Royal Blood and Sir Elton John. Nice. So I'm I'm Kyle. We have Devin. What's your last name, Kyle? You suck at last names. I heard that. I'm before. terrible. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Carew. <laughs> Heavy breathing. Didn't yeah. didn't want to. Ro- Welcome Kyle Crew and Devin Gagnon. Hey, that's me. And Chris Drew. Howdy. And Nicholas. Would you make up a middle name for once? Oh, it's my real middle. <laughs> it's my real middle name, Nicholas Brian Edwards the fourth. Okay. <laughs> what was? Wait. What was? Um. Yeah, you what had was a fake name at one point. Brick. No. Oh fuck. <laughs> later. No, you had like a fake name at one. Like when you'd place an order at like. Uh, the pizza place we'd go to, you'd use a fake Dumb name. Ones. Can't remember what it was. This was like back in our youth. This is back when Nick and I used to hang out uh, by default. Yes. Pizza Market? That's an yeah, school. Pizza Market. But he had, you had a fake name. It was during the period of time where like we wouldn't even ask to hang out. We would just kind of do it. Just you, would just, you would either that like. time of day, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much be like, oh, it's about four o'clock. Nick's right, going to be Nick? rolling yeah. up anytime now. <laughs> I've showered, so where's he? <laughs> where is he? Uh, anyway. Do you yeah. remember the time I delivered. <laughs> I delivered you. You worked. You worked at Radio Shack. Yeah. And the snowstorm. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, dude. I fucking delivered Nick like a, a plate of chicken tendies, and he fucking he gets it. And the the tenders and fries were so hot that the plastic box they came in fucking melted, <laughs> and they just tasted like nuclear fucking fries. I just like fucking pull them out of the plastic. <laughs> Your like, hair go like. Yeah. Holy shit. I have a quick note, real quick. So I don't remember my fake name. I was also the second crack. I wasn't the fourth. You yeah, were not. Yeah, he you was, was the second. second correct. That's bothering me. A lot. It was Kyle was first. Nick was the second. So I was the third. And you were the well, there was a fourth in total. So, so a few true. reasons why we have Nick on here. One, we're doing our annual Friendsgiving. Um, so we are not live from a toaster oven anymore. Uh, we're actually the live from Chateau de Edwards. Is that Chateau de la Stack? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're here at some place, and um, we uh, so we're doing Friendsgiving. We're gonna eat some turkey in a little bit. Uh, but also, Nick was uh, formerly in the band Anchor Lines, which we have talked about uh, actually quite a number of times on this podcast. Um, and we wanted to no, we have, and uh, we we wanted to get a little bit of insight into their story because I think it's uh, it's a cool one, and it's uh, he's got some real insight into the music industry and uh, just like bands trying to make it, and uh, it's, it's a great story. But how difficult it actually is to yeah. make money. It's good, in like music. real life band banter, right? Yeah, right, exactly. 
Yeah, it's, so it's going to be an eye-opener for people, I think. Yeah, it's not three schmucks talking. It's four dicks talking about good right, stuff. That's what I'm saying. Four oh, huge Hey, hey, dicks. hey, you give what? me credit. We got we got offered a record deal in Hollow Point. That is true. That is true. That's true, too. But, but um, it wasn't as cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking lame. It was stupid. Yeah. It was some like it was like a startup record label from like Florida, and we had just released an EP that was like fine at best. Yeah. They were like, "Hey, we'd really like to sign you. Here's what we can offer." And it's like Spotify playlist. <laughs> I was like, "Ah, right. no, <laughs> sorry." But speaking of a uh, Spotify playlist, if you guys follow our Instagram mm. page at Lamapod, um, we. We put up a nice little story the other day of our top five artists from Spotify in 2019. Um, Not our idea. Thanks, Spotify. Yep. Thanks, Spotify, (laughs) for doing the data for us. Um, So, Kyle, I want to start with yours because yours is pretty fucking obvious who your number one was. The most accurate? Yeah. Um, so I don't you have want a to, photo of it. To you. <laughs> I, do, I do. So your number one artist in 2019, Kyle was. Oh wait, no, I got it. Sorry. Was was the band that shall not be named? Uh, Periphery. Yeah, oh, that band. Slacker. Yeah. So yeah, so I'll, I'll get on the list. Yeah, so it was Periphery, followed by John Mayer, followed by 21 Pilots. That's a surprise one. Followed. Oh, I'll explain it. Followed by Run the Jewels. Followed by Every Time I Die. It's a pretty, pretty That's obvious. That's a pretty fucking Kyle list. I don't think any of those are surprising in any way. Yeah. No. 21 Pilots maybe a little. Maybe bit. a touch. I but actually. Messaged Kyle and told him I was disappointed. Yeah. So here's here's what happened. So they um they had a new album however long ago, and I was like, oh, like they're fine. I I like listening to them. But uh, what ended up happening was I started listening to them. Um, I think last last January, and I started going to the gym like in the morning, and for whatever reason, like that was just the album that I listened to. Nothing I, gets me more amped up I, I than don't. listening to fucking <laughs> yeah. Twenty One Pilots. I don't know why, but it was just like it was. Just, it was just that's, like that's my party zone music. It was just my like, name's oh, Blurry Face. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, the, the one. Band. It just for whatever reason. <laughs> but, but well, here's the thing: it lasted like a week. Like that was it. Yeah. But it was just every twenty four yeah. hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. Someone might say twenty one hours for twenty one pilots. You went, your mouth. Ooh, you went on a twenty one pilots bender. Yeah, and then that was it. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind over of over it. it. Yeah. But what happened? It was just like it was so concentrated in literally like a week where it, it's obviously enough to have them as number three most played. It's wild. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's over John, oh, or no, I was about not to say over John, John Mayer, Mayer no, but no, then no, I realized no. that that was a lie because he's in number two and they're in number three. But I don't know how to count because I went to golf sound. Yeah. <laughs> That wow. was really fast. Thank you. That was a nice little thing. You learned so much white boy rap. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> wow, are you, are you yeah. Cody Allen? Yeah, wow. that was uh, my rap god rendition. Thank you very much. I, uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Nicholas. 21 Pilots. They got some good songs. There's some they bangers. Got some, they got some catchy stuff. But I just was like, really? Did you go through the three songs that are really awesome that much? No, you know what it is? And like, and to their like, I do like 21 Pilots. Sick, they, have a, they have a lot of like... You can get down a fucking rabbit hole with them. Like we, we, yeah, so. we concept albums are like a lot on this podcast, and we talk about them a lot. And Twenty One Pilots, like believe it or not, like the last two albums have been concept albums, and you can go down a fucking rabbit. I didn't hole. know that. Yeah, I do want a real. Yeah, I do want to give blurry or whatever blurry yeah, face. Blurry yeah, face. yeah, yeah that's actually a really good album. <laughs> what I do. <laughs> <laughs> what I do appreciate about 21 Pilots is almost every song is completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, they change styles throughout their whole album, and that's cool. Yeah. I do like that. They, they, and they're very talented. They're two brothers, right? No. They're no. not related. They're just two, two, two dudes. Two, two two boys. That's dudes. the Kings of Leon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're all cousins. They're all yeah. brothers. That's a bunch of other bands. Yeah. yeah. It's but, just not this one. But I do, I do, I do, <laughs> I Chris, I do appreciate that they... I'm thinking of uh, 30 Seconds to Mars. Jared Leto and his brother are uh, uh, brothers. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't he not the original vocalist? 
Jared Leto? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. I thought no, there no, was no. someone else no, on that. He's been the original. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's I don't know enough about him. Slash guitarist, and then his brother plays the drums. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that was Kyle's list. I wanted to move on to... I have like a funny off-topic, but on-topic thing. Yeah, send it. I was on uh, Twitter recently. Sorry and, to hear that. Uh, It's fine. It's not like a bad time, but it's not great. It's a good time waster. But someone Photoshopped like a Spotify like of the year thing, like the page yeah. that we're looking at. And it was like... <clears throat> number of like number of dollars spent at Taco Bell and it's like nine hundred fifty dollars. Like number of times at Taco Bell past two a.m. It's like seven hours. <laughs> I'd like a bunch of stuff like that. I thought it was really that funny. Pretty good. Uh, but the, I would like to see that for like normal life things. Yeah, like just funny. in general, like yeah. um, number of hours passed out on couch, yes. like things like that. Yeah. Oh, I would number of hours dick in hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so speaking of fifteen dick in their seconds hand, for the whole year. <laughs> speaking of dick in their hand, Nick. What? How was your te- what? How was your, what was your top five? Actually, for- yeah, I, you haven't shared uh, this. Yeah, I'm I, curious. I'm, I feel like we're kind of taking the stage here. I want you to get some fucking talking time here. All right, boys. Let's go. Top five, baby. Do I talk directly? How do my uh, yep. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> uh, where did my feet go? <laughs> Where's he put his feet, D? Um, <laughs> so my top artists were... Uh, so let me preface this with... Um, I actually switched over. I, I have a good screenshot here, which you can't see because this is a pot. Well, actually, Hold it up to the yeah. GoPro. Show it up to the thing. Um, nice. You can see over the last couple of years, I switched uh, off of Spotify to Apple Music. Really? I was going to make a joke about that. Like, we're doing the top uh, five Spotify, but one of us is going to be Apple yeah. Music. Nick I, would I, be. I can't explain why. I don't remember why I did that. I think it came free with something. I tried it out, and it just was easier to get to than Spotify. Uh, but I still use Spotify on my laptop. I still use Spotify. It's how we connect to our Bluetooth speakers at work, so mm-hmm. I can connect to like, yeah. the back house. Um, and, Nick, you work at Bad Lab? Bad Lab Beer Co. in Summersworth, New Hampshire. Yep. Um, Check it out. So uh, a lot of this is influenced by... So my number two is, is basically because of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number one top artist is uh, Periphery, which I hear is a hot topic on this podcast. Of course, yeah. Uh, Terrible. Followed by Led Zeppelin. That's odd. It, well, and that, that's, that's because of work, right? Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll play a lot of Led Zeppelin there and uh, when we're doing like inventory or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, or when I'm doing inventory. Sure. Uh, but also, Led Zeppelin rules. No, no, uh, I'm into it. <clears throat> Uh, Polaris. Polaris is sick. From Australia. I just started getting into them Uh, like this year. My favorite thing about Polaris, I I, I feel like I talked about it before, but fuck it, you're here anyway, so you're going to hear it again, was um, when Flatline came out, the Periphery song, and there was that like Asian dude doing the cover, and he was like getting way too into it. I'm like, who's this fucking nerd? And then like a year later. Oh, Miracle. Yeah, yeah. And then like a year later, we were like, Oh, that's a guitarist for Polaris. <laughs> like, oh, shit. These guys Damn are it. sick. <laughs> they are sick. They're great. Uh, they're really good. They're, so good. Hey, hot take. I don't like their new song. Hot take. Fuck you. Next. Yeah, I don't like it. Big agree. <clears throat> hot take. Fuck you, Kyle. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it's uh, really good. I hate to tell you this, but you're wrong. <laughs> not, to, not to go down a, uh, like a, a tunnel that we'll never get out of, but I yep. mean, the metalcore genre as a whole, it's been a thing for... Well over a decade mm-hmm. now. Uh, relevant to my number four <coughs> artist, Killswitch Engage. Uh, yes. Who is definitely probably like the number four artist in my heart of all time. Wow. Uh, well, it suits them that they're number four on your top yeah. lead. Yeah. That's consistency. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, number five is Between the Barrier and Me, who is BT Another Bear. Yeah, but I would put them higher than five. That's surprising because you have gone and seen BT Bam more than what, five times. times. So that's uh, 14 times. Jesus, holy shit. <laughs> really? I think yeah. some of the yeah. time, though, for... 
for Nick, it's just like he goes and sees an artist, but also BT Bam's there because they fucking play every show? Or do you specifically go for BT Bam? Oh, I've, I've seen a lot of other bands because I've gone to see BT Bam. Like, That's I've fair. seen Red Corps <laughs> like eight times just because they used to always play with. Remember that band? Best friends. Yeah. yeah. They're fun. They're oh, fun. shit. Uh, They're heavy. Shout out Sean Aykroyd. He loves that band. He loved the Red Corps. Uh, yeah. But so the Polaris song. Uh, relevant to that. What, Masochist? Yeah. yeah uh, great song. You know, that's... Look, I'm, okay, maybe Terrible is not great. <laughs> fresh, <laughs> fresh song in an old genre at this yeah. point. Fresh yeah. Song. Yeah. That's okay. fair. That's, all right, it's, fair enough. It's okay. pretty... It's it's like quote unquote mainstreamy because there's a lot of singing and it's the the you know the here we are saying metalcore is mainstream I know Jesus Christ but well, yeah, there's such thing as mainstream metalcore yeah though. Oh, right like like that, that, that song the pretty yeah right mm. exactly right it's just a, a band that you you ex, like you hear the first riff of the song you're like I kind of know where this is gonna go the rest of the song yeah mm-hmm. and that's fine and before you even song. hear the song you yeah. know exactly what you're, like, you're getting mm, into I know where this is going yeah, yeah. and it's fine that's that's okay there's nothing wrong it's what you expect. Yeah. So, and if they deliver that, then you're like, all right, great, perfect, thank you. Right. So, so I have a question for you, Nick. Would you change your top five list at all? Would you put BTBM at one? Would you keep Periphery at one? What, what well, would you? How at, would you change it? We're looking at this year, and there's a there's a band that's in my top five every year of my life that's not even on here. Whoa, that's uh, interesting. Do you think we can try to guess it? <clears throat> I bet you could probably make a counterparts. Billy Town. There's, yeah, I would say counterparts too. That's definitely yeah. up there. There's one band that would be above that. Above mm. counterparts. Yeah, for sure. One over the last how many years? Five. Um, for forever. Not so. Not Broco. <laughs> for his entire life. Yeah. Probably since I, about two thousand six. ABR. No, he's not. Nick's not a big ABR fan. I thought you. No. I was oh, Messenger no. Constellations. I was really yeah. ABR. Yeah, past that he doesn't give a shit. Um, Those are really sick albums. Though. They are I really feel like I'm really fucking dropping the ball here. You guys are really killing me right now. I know. Like, give me the first letter. A. BR. Architects. <laughs> oh, oh, Architects. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck me. You know what's funny, too? Like, idiot. I, th- I think yeah. we've called this out Dumbass. before, too. We're like, Nick, oh, not Nick, uh, Chris purposely has been like, we don't give Architects enough credit on this podcast. On this podcast. He's fucking right. Yeah, well, no, here, he's right. I'm yeah. here to, yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We have yeah. an advocate. <laughs> we, have, uh, we have actually uh, an Architects poke person on our he's, podcast. Uh, yeah, right yeah. Those are actually all my favorite Architects songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just him. It's like uh, the notes. It's Architects with like the funny S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the little eighth grade S. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Oh, actually, here, here's a hot take for you, Nick, because I'm, I'm more curious. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to do this or that because we're just going to talk about this. No, because I want to. It's free form. It's whatever. Yeah, this um, is um, What's your favorite? Well, I guess this isn't this for that, but what's your favorite Architects album? My favorite Architects album? Yeah. Um, Not you, Chris. No, you I was going to ask for him, but I'm going to bitch. Yeah. No. Hold your tongue. Well, and your mustache. My mustache looks great. Hollow Crown was definitely like, that's what got me into them. Yeah. And then that was, it just like. Holds up so well, and that was kind of uh, kind of relevant to like the mainstream metalcore thing. Was like mm-hmm. it was a song structure where Architects was soup that was very heavy, but it had a lot of singing. It was very melodic. There was a lot of quote unquote like emo parts of that album. Sure. I I hate um, to cut you off. I'm sorry, but like um, I was listening to something off like it showed up in shuffle the other day on my phone while I was driving, and uh, I was like, when did this come out? And I looked. It's like the mid thousands. Like my when I was in yeah, high school. Yeah. So like crazy. I was like, I wish I had found <clears> this. Prior to me getting like into earlier. metal, because if I had found that album like when in its inception when it first right. came out, like my taste in music would be so, so different. Because yeah, because think of like that time period. What as I lay dying. Yeah, um, like, we talked about this t- uh, two or three episodes ago. Right, like, like well, the golden era, so, 07 to twenty twelve. That's yeah. two thousand six. Like, right yeah. like Devin was saying, 
around that time we were getting more into like actually dying. I was, I was wrong about the release date on that. When it's is it? 2009. Just, you know, oh, well, perfect. Oh, Falls into that range. That is exactly <laughs> where, like, I wish I had known it existed because yeah, right. 2009, we were just getting out of like Attack rock. Attack. We were just getting out of like rock band stage at that right. point. We were in split existence, yes. right? Which is like standard tuning rock music. Yes. Well, that was like I started high school in 08. And we were doing that until at least my sophomore year. Right. We so were, 09-ish we were is when we, days were when we started going. playing heavy yeah. music okay, or when I started sense. really getting into it. By the so way, like, for those listening, Nick was also in our band. Not split existence. Different no, band. Not split existence. Yeah. He's in AKD. Nick joined when we joined and, metal. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick made us metal. But uh, sorry to cut you off again, but like I just wish like I had found that sooner in my life because like had I found that the year it came out, like – Oh, like oh, the, so the kind of musician I would have aspired to be would have been much higher right. than like all I wanted to do was play August Burns Red riffs. Right, and they're so yeah. much weirder than August Burns Red at that period of time. Like it's even now they're way weirder. So right. like I think it would have been great. That's it. That's all I had. Yeah. So you think you think Hollow Crown is your favorite? Um, I'd say that like, and it's funny when that when I found that album, it wasn't Architects was not. I would never even put them in my top ten favorite bands or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's tied between that and it's All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us. Of course. Uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, Fuck that album. You know, a swan song record with a literal swan song for a human being um, who's a huge inspiration to me. Yeah. Uh, Actually, can you, I don't know if it, uh, it's, I don't know if it's super well known. I mean, it might be for our big architects. Can you explain that? Yeah. I obviously know it, but can you explain the whole All Our Gods, uh, the whole thing with Tom and, yeah. So Tom Serial, so Architects was started, like, Reference brothers, brothers. Yep. Uh, Tom Serial and Dan Serial were the guitar player and the drummer. Um, they started Architects. I mean, they I think it was 2006. Ruin was their first <coughs> album. It was before Sam Carter was in the band. Mm. Um, I might be fucking this all up right now. Um, so close <coughs> enough. No one backs you. Know how much shit fine. we fuck up? Yeah. Um, but Tom Serial, uh, who was the main writer for the band, lyrics, the music, everything. He was uh, Architects, more or less. He he passed. Jeez, it was three years ago now, uh, 2016. Was it really three years ago? Yeah, uh, August shit. 2016. Um, again, hopefully no one's fact checking this. That's fine. It sounds right. You know, uh, um, run with it, butter. Butter. But three years sounds right, though. Uh, they released their last two albums with Tom back to back pretty quick. Uh, Lost together, lost forever, and all our gods have abandoned us. Uh, and that was because he had been diagnosed with cancer. I don't mm-hmm. think they've ever said what kind of cancer. I, I don't remember. Was it skin? Not, no. I thought it was skin uh, cancer. If it was no. skin cancer, that could have been very treatable. Yeah. I think it was, it was something like, some, like pancreatic. Yeah, like yeah. something bad, bad. cancer. Yeah, but yeah. he basically was, was writing and touring with very bad cancer. Right. Yeah. I mean, they haven't re- ever released the details, and frankly, we don't really need to. I think it's better they don't. Yeah. 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 You know, it's not we don't important. Need to, that part is not important. Yeah. All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us was his last record that he wrote, and the, the album ends with uh, Memento Mori, which is a track which lightly translates in Latin to be mindful of death. Mm-hmm. Um, which, heavy. Mm-hmm. heavy. Heavy as fuck. Uh, oof. But Tom is a very uh, not self-centered person. There's two songs on that record, <clears throat> Gone With The Wind, which is about him dealing with his terminal illness. Yep. And Memento Mori, which is his swan song, <clears throat> literally. <clears throat> Uh, and then you know he was very, he was much of an activist and everything. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, so Tom did pass, and they have released since released one record, Holy Hell, mm-hmm. which I mean is also just great album. Record. Holy shit, incredible. Yeah, yeah. I know. No, Holy Hell. <laughs> nice. And uh, <laughs> boo. And 
they brought in uh, actually one of Tom's best friends is the guitar player who filled his role. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that actually. And wrote a lot of records. Yeah, that's um, cool. Josh, who is the also the lead guitar player and singer and writer for a band, Silosis, which is like. Oh, I remember that band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they actually teased that they're releasing an album, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he wrote with Dan Holy Hell in that record. Yeah, yeah there was no those two. There was no like leftover Tom in, they, in Holy they Hell. They said right? that there was some stuff, and they said that there was one song that was uh, Doomsday. Doomsday right? was yeah. the last song he wrote. You can kind of hit you. And then there was yeah, one other too. song that. Uh, that they said that song is so sick it's uh, so good was, was yeah. a song that Tom wrote but they never released what that was I guess they left it up into interpretation and which... I, I think they did a really good job on Holy Hell of imitating Tom's oh yeah sound you know what I mean like you could you could, even though it wasn't quite Tom you could still you could hear it you know what I mean like it, it was, was it was forward moving but also really like it cool. kept the core of like the yeah, influence it was like a that tribute he had normal, uh, well that's what's what's nice about that is like when you grow and develop with someone in a band over a period of time like right. unfortunately he passed but when you all develop together you all kind of hone in on a sound yeah. as you're playing that's like the same thing with counterparts like they lost a guitarist probably two records ago and he was the main writer yeah well, and, and now Brendan yeah and now the shit is fucking still popping but it's different right. it's still really good it's still Damn, the record's awesome right. yeah it is that's yeah. my favorite yeah. which one? one of my favorite records the newest record uh uh, uh, the one with the hand in the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just, nothing left to love uh, yes yeah, yeah. I, I highly recommend I, I know like none of you are on Twitter but if you're listening and you have Twitter Brendan's. follow Brendan Murphy on Twitter because he posts the funniest shit all the time like they'll have a show somewhere and he'll just do like a free form poem about the night it'll be like playing playing Portsmouth tonight come out you fucking nerds we have we have 10 of these shirts left we're not printing them anymore what a haiku like, <laughs> you're, an ass, you're an asshole if you don't show up because we never play here like stuff like that it's so like, funny so they did a show in California and he posted the lyrics to a song they had not released and uh, there's actually a video it's that chain reaction there's a video of them playing that show and he's throwing the mic out and they had never released <laughs> And then he like roasted everyone. He's like, I gave you guys the mic and no one knew the lyrics. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's, really he's like a huge meme lord. You can clearly tell. His I'm Instagram's like, hilarious. Because I follow, I follow Brennan Murphy and I follow Counterparts on Twitter. And you can clearly tell when Brennan is writing the Counterparts tweets because yeah. it's like just bullshit. <laughs> it's like clearly just like this, this guy's off his fucking rocker. He doesn't give a shit. No, he's he doesn't so give a funny. fuck. That's no, hilarious. hilarious. He did an Instagram story video like a week ago where he's like, hey guys. Uh, I'm posting this to my close friends. You can see it up in the corner here. Uh, so just, uh, in, uh, I pissed myself. And he just <laughs> and he starts going on this whole t- tirade. And it like goes, you, like 10 minutes of Instagram feed story, whatever. And he's still, he's like, again, to my close friends. <laughs> where the green close Yeah, friends where the bubble should be. Yeah. And he's talking about like, all right, so the body's buried. And like all this random stuff. And then the last one is, is the guy being like, dude, what are you posting on your Instagram? And it's like him be like, oh, oh no, oh no. <laughs> I, I, t- I tweeted at them. They went on a tour in Europe, Europe and Russia with, it was them, Napoleon, and someone else. And Napoleon is That's cool, sick. Ben. That's cool, ben. They're counterparts, but not. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they were on tour out there and they only had like five dates because Europe is weird. But I tweeted at them. I was like, hey, when are you touring with Napoleon? And he's like, right now, dipshit. Like, <laughs> He's like, get to the fucking show. We're with him right now. And I was like, no, but like, we're in, in the United in the States. States. <laughs> I was so, I was like, fucking A. I knew Just this mad face. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, God In the it. U.S., mad, mad, mad. That's fucking funny. Um, right, well, I'm going uh, to keep things moving here, boys. Yeah, uh, we are, we're getting really we're sidetracked with the Spotify. We're having a great time. I was going to bring it uh, up. <laughs> was that your five? 
That yeah. was, so just real quick, periphery, Led Zeppelin, Polaris, Kill Switch, Between the Bear and Me. Um, I would be curious. I wish Apple Music did that. Like, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. It would have been a no-brainer to yeah. compete with that. I'm surprised like they haven't, yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe eventually. It's very I sick. would just like to say that if it was my Apple Music, um, for sure, BTVM would have been higher. Um, but uh, MCR is trending. Ooh, of course. Uh, and uh, Wage War. Oh, sure. did you yeah. see the, one of my favorite things was uh, so the the like the day that MCR uh, announced their reunion show, the Black Parade was like number like ninety five or oh, something yeah. on the Billboard yeah. one hundred. Hilarious! A fucking thirteen year old album. I love it. Yeah. yeah, our generation was like fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. So, uh, Honestly, that's where it should live oh, indefinitely. So, oh yeah. Let's go. Uh, I was gonna let's say, go, let's go to Devin. To, yeah, let's go to Chris. Let's go to Devin. Let's go to Devin. Yeah, okay. I do want to say that Ooh, Spotify what was your top five, said baby? my decade was Ooh, Really? My decade was, of course, Perif. But yeah, we're not surprised. It was. Actually. All right. I had um, sixty hours of periphery this year. That's not that bad. Sixty hours. album listen. Yeah. Some someone I forget who it was, but someone someone posted that they had listened to Post Malone for like over two hundred hours on like my Instagram somewhere. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Because that's we're, we're no go ahead interrupt. That's the, that's the motto. We're, we're, we're doing detours here a lot, but welcome. I said let it roll. The, everyone's sharing the Spotify thing. Um, a lot of bands are like, thanks for all the listens, blah blah blah. Everyone has like seventy seven or seventy nine countries. Yeah, yeah. Is that not weird? It's just it's Spotify is probably only offered in like yep. eighty there's, countries. There's or possibly something. that, but it's also the. The countries that would listen to that, well, music, you know what I mean? Anchor lines. We had like seventy countries. I was like, really? Oh, fuck. What's yeah. seventy countries? It's probably all Bro, of you Europe or Africa. Yeah. <laughs> all of Europe and Zimbabwe then maybe Japan. Really into anchor lines. <laughs> when uh, when I was in Hollow Point, we. We did like a targeted ad, and we were with like we were on like a weekender with this band, and they were like, "No, nah, send it to like." They gave us like fifty different like geotags as like a joke, and we were like, "Fuck it, send it." We did like a ten dollar ad. It wasn't even like anything serious, yeah. but we got like we got like a fifteen hundred likes from some <laughs> from somewhere in Africa. Hell yeah! So we kept making jokes like, "Oh yeah, we're touring Africa next <laughs> year, baby." <laughs> Clearly, Austin didn't. Toto, what up? But, awesome. All right, um, top all right. five, Dev. My top five. I will. Um, I will start this saying that the only time I use Spotify regularly <laughs> is at work. Um, so there's not going to be anything too wild on here because I have coworkers that don't like super aggressive music. Yeah, so it's that's fair. pretty tame. That's fair. But uh, my my number one my number one unsurprisingly is Don Broco, followed by Four Year Strong. That's and, surprising to me. In third is Belmont. Fourth is Turnover, and fifth is State Champs. That's pretty Devin list. Though. Not, it's a good list. It's, it's not. A, that's not the Devin. No, because you got to slide in counterparts. You well, it's in it's a work bands. list. Like I said, no, this okay, is like yeah, it's, right. it's got to be like kind of, you know, it doesn't. It can't be super aggressive, but it can't be like I can't listen to Frank Sinatra at work because I'll I'll Why not? die. Uh, what do you mean? I'm gonna fall asleep. I, I work when nights. I was what's, what's interesting about that too is Don Broca is your number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good band. To like play for a group of people who have never heard it, right? Yeah, like especially like automatic and priorities, just to like yep. rip through some bangers. Yeah, they're like, "What is this?" Yeah, and my one of my one of my coworkers, right? So this he his name's Tyler, but I work with him. It's only him and I in the suite I'm in in our lab, and. Um, <clears throat> Like, usually I'll be like, hey, do you have music requests? Because I don't want to hog it. Like, I try to be polite. Yeah. And for the most part, he's like, nope, I trust you. Just go ahead. So I played him Don Broco, and I was listening. We talked about it, and I was like, you know, I got to give technology, like, another shot. Because, like, I listened great to album, it once, man. and I was like, it's Kyle fine. hates it. This is a but, great album. So after we talked about it, Good I was man. like, I'm going to revisit it. And see, this was, like, three or four months ago. It's and good. I was like, I'm going to see if I like it's it. Not, and it turns good. out I love it. It's, it's a great not. album. It's good. But Dick I, and Kyle, not huge on it. It's a good album. I like it a lot. It's fun live. 
That's it. That's the point. So no. yep. played him, played him that, and he was like, this is really interesting and like good. Different. I've never heard anything like this. And I was like, I got news for That's you. Fair. This isn't even their best album. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we listen to a lot of Don Broker because now he's into it. And now his wife is into it. And it's a whole Hell thing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Spread the news. Uh, do you think they'll, uh, do you think they make love to what's the club sex remix? It plays uh, every once in a while. It plays because like it'll. You want to know club sex remix? I'll play that album straight through, and it's like the last one on Spotify. So we'll hear Mm -hmm. it twice, and I'm like, well, I'm just gonna let it roll. Yeah, (laughs) it's real good. It's a good version. It is really good. Um, Other notable picks: Four Year Strong's good. I don't. I think they just keep showing up because they show up in a lot of playlists I have. Yeah. But other notable uh, picks, I've talked about them before. Turnover. I'm super into Turnover. They're great. You're you're they're great. Yeah, they're like um they're like a weird shoegaze like the soft pastry. <laughs> yep. They turnover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> if you get rasp- cheese and raspberry. Apple, raspberry. Um, turnover is really good if you want something mellow that um, just sounds nostalgic. Something light with coffee in it the morning. It sounds nostalgic no matter what. They're really great. <laughs> Thank um, you. State Champs, we talk about a lot. They're a really good like pop punk band. Like Decent enough energy that anyone can listen to it and not For sure. bat an eye. That's, that, yeah, that's not too... That's like a nice yep. middle ground. Good middle ground. Tony that's, Hawk is perfect. That's what I'm saying. Yep. That's, like a, that's, your, that's your introduction to pop punk. Yep. State Champs. Yeah. And then uh, Belmont... They they're um, they're state champs heavy. Yes. Yeah. They're state champs with some chugs. Yep. Yeah. But they're also really stuff. really good. I like Belmont a lot. Belmont is sweet. Uh, Chris, you're up. They're great. Yeah. They're Belmont super good. Sick. They put out they put a new song like kind of recently. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, like, probably yeah. probably a month ago. But um, the only thing I'm surprised isn't on this list um, is a band called Landmarks. I talked about them a while ago. They're Landmarks. from Europe somewhere. Um, but they're awesome. They're Are they super, like super sick. L-A-N-D-M-V-R? Yeah, they have yeah, the yeah, V thing. Yeah. I hate that. but they're, Paris. They're, they're, their music yeah. is really, really good. They're solid as hell. Um, one of my favorite things, they put out a song. I think it's called Scars. But um, they have a guest spot, right? So it's like Landmarks featuring whoever. Yeah. And um, typically in like the metal scene, the only time you have a feature is like for a vocalist. But they just have some dude show up and rip a fat solo. Hell yeah. And he's in the music video, which is the funniest thing, because the whole music video is them playing in like this church, yeah. and then for his solo, it just pants to him like with a bunch of pews on either side, <laughs> ripping a fucking solo in front of an altar. I was like, Jesus Sick. Christ, I didn't know this was the thing. Sick. It's pretty good, but they're really solid. If you like, um, if you like counterparts, Napoleon, those kind of bands, it's similar but different to that. Word. That's cool. Their vocalist doesn't sound like he looks like he. You hear it, and you have a different mental picture of what he looks like. But uh, he's just like a really tall, lanky dude. It's not what you picture. Don't you love yeah. him like a badass dude that like looks like a fucking nerd? And you're like, yeah, 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 like what happened here? One of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does. All right, you're um, up. So my top five was kind of all over the place. Um, we had some reoccurring themes here, but my number one artist was Bad Sons. S U N S. It's kind of a cool. They're like a fun pop punk uh, electronic band. I'm not really sure why they're my number one. I think it's because I would just like put them on whenever I was doing like dishes or fucking cleaning my car, or, like stuff like that. Uh, just background music. They're a really yeah. good background, like summer band. Um, number two is Wage War because fucking obviously, hell yeah, because they're sick. We don't talk about them on the podcast enough. The podcast, the podcast enough. Podcast, but yeah, Wage War, dude. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that last album they put out is really good until about song eight, then it kind of falls apart. Yeah. But um, it's good. And then number three artist was kind of surprising me, sort of, was uh, Tillian. Uh, That's not surprising. Fuck off. No. Tillian Pearson's solo albums are really, really fun. I like them a lot. Uh, And then number four was North Lane because, obviously. Oh, uh, Nick Peterson was in your makeup band. That's true. He was my my drummer. (laughs) (laughs) He was my super group drummer. He's sick. 
Um, and then number five was Polaris because they're fucking sick. Billy yeah. Joel for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> that, was so that was such a fucking silly podcast. Uh, but yeah, so that was my top five. Um, it's pretty straightforward. I don't think there's anything I would really change as far as like a band I would s- slide in there. I mean, that's kind of the best part of Spotify yeah. grabbing this information because it's like, oh, that, I guess that is what I listen to One a lot. One change right. I would make is Currents. I would change right. Currents Ooh, for one I did these. listen to that, that album a lot. I, yeah. would, I would change Currents for Bad Sons personally. Um, for number I, one? Yeah, because I, dude, that is like my go-to Jim Pol- really? song album. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That fucking album gets me going. Um, I don't Shout know. out to the boys. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Shout out to Currents. Shout out that, Currents. That album's sick. Uh, their new songs, a little, little strange, but I don't know. You know There's uh, a pig squeal in it. I don't like I, it. See, that's why oh, I love that's it. That's fun. Let I love know it. it's not. Have you dude, heard it? Dude, no. pig squeals oh, are coming you? back. Despised icon. No, yeah, pig squeals have icon. been back for a, yes. like a year. <laughs> no. no they, they've been back for a Make while now. Make great again because no, because now because yes. um, like Deathcore is making a comeback. Yes. Like kids, kids are going to Deathcore shows Which again. Sick. I'm fine with it. I don't oh, love pig squeals though. I love okay. now. Like so, a lot of beatdown bands have oh, pig squeals so in them now. And kid, like literally beatdown bands now are just like old Thyatters murder. And people are like, "This is beatdown." It's like, no. Now awesome. you just kick people. No, to welcome this. back, baby. Yeah. It used to be so, circle pit music. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Relevant to their new song. Think about it in a context that we all understand. Periphery. Uh, <laughs> Best when they announced P3, their first track they released was Price is Wrong. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> Currents, they, uh, that song fucking is heavy as shit. Yeah. Sludge City? Uh, <clears throat> oh, no. Is that what it's called? No. no. Sludge City? Oh, no. That's what you called it. it. That's what Fuck. it was. What is the name of the song? Um, sludge City. It's uh, Slaves. Something. Um. Uh, Poverty of Self. Poverty of Self, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why, because this uh, fucking guy. But they, yeah. uh, anyway. I think they'll have some cool yeah. melodic yes. stuff on the record. I just think it's that song it's was like their like, keep the heavy fans yeah. in, invested kind of song. It's also, like, they will always no. be a heavy band, but they'll, I don't think they're going to compromise the, their integrity. The EP they put out is actually really good. It's yeah. just the production. The production's not my favorite. The production was not great, but the, the song, the, the content is there. Yeah. You, you can tell it's going to be a continuation of that last uh, full-length album they put out, which is going to be good. Um, but yeah, so that was that was kind of a, a wrap up of our, our top fives. Um, I think we're gonna go to a little break here. We're we're kind of actually in the midst of cooking our fucking Thanksgiving. Yeah. For, yeah. For, the first, for the first half of this uh, before break of the podcast, yeah. you may have heard water running in the background. Yeah. Thank you, Hannaford, for selling us a partially frozen turkey. Even, they fucking yeah. lied to us. Clowns, dick. Yeah. One guy. big clowns. I'm yeah. still gonna shop there, but I'm angry. Yeah, at yeah. It. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, angry. I'm gonna make a quick shout out because yes. we talked about deathcore. Um, so you guys will meet this guy um, AJ that I work with. I, I feel like I've talked about him before, but. This guy is legendary. So he used to be in a deathcore band called Skin Slip. <laughs> oh, what? Yep. Not to be confused with Slipknot, but yep, Skin Slip. And I have a YouTube video <laughs> of him. Anyways, so guy's super awesome, sick. Um, and he can he uh, he goes he goes. Uh, we'll go out. We'll do karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! And he'll uh, he'll do. Um, <laughs> Oh god, I can't wait to release the video of just that Anyways, AJ, we'll do so we'll go up, you know, we'll do we'll do karaoke and people will be like, you know, the don't stop believing, the the lits, the like go to karaoke songs. This motherfucker will come up and he'll do Breaking the Law by Judas Priest. Yes. I thought he was gonna go worse. No 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 no. He he yeah, he played guitar. But uh but he gets up there. 
And he fucking crushes it, dude. Hell yeah. He crushes it. And it's so funny because we were like, he looks like, he looks like you're like, oh, this guy likes the Beatles and Jack Johnson. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, he's a nerd. Yeah. Wait, did he have thick rimmed black glasses? Hopefully. No. Because that's no, what no, I no. picture. No, no. But, uh, and a nice jacket. You'll, you'll meet him. He's going to the Killswitch show. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you look at him, and you're like, oh, you definitely like that. And uh, we started talking. He's like, hey, I like metal. I'm like, oh, like, what are you into? And he's like, Cannibal Corpse. You're like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? He's yeah, like, yeah, man, I love oh, that Oh, we're shit. friends I'm now. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to get along we're just friends, fine. Yeah. Just step by my office anytime. I know. Yeah. Whenever you say I'm into metal, it's always like a... Um, it's hesitant. Yeah, yeah, it's like, what kind of metal? Are you like a day Def- to remember? Define, or do you yeah. like metal? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. That's funny. All right. Yeah. Anyways, all right. I'm going to pee. Break, break yeah. time. All right. all right. We'll be back with a sweet, sweet uh, Lamapod exclusive. Exclusive. Uh, yeah, that right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, anyways. All right. We'll be back. Be- Oh, that's okay. smart. You got to do it. You got to let your meat rest. You can't always be working your meat. That's can't always be working your meat. Hey, grab a beer because we're live and we're back on Lamb of Pod. You did it so early. Wow, that is really early. But no. that's it's okay. Oh, here we are. Oh, thank you, brother. Christ. Thank you, brother. Anyways, oh, we're back for the oh, hold up. Oh. beef. There's right here. Good Lord. Jesus what? Christ. Rest we got Wait, oh, you me first? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, Devin. You. Kyle? That's Chris. I know. What? <laughs> A slow cracker. Slow cracker. <clears throat> Come on. <laughs> Dude, that was that was nice. That was strong at the end. I'm all about a strong finish, I, I, if you know what I mean, ladies. Hey, I may work slow, but the finish is strong. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're welcome. All right, so we are uh, we're back. Sorry for the ridiculous banter. Could uh, you feel? Could you sound a little more disappointed that we're back? I know. Thank you. Jesus Christ, we're back. Fuck, we're back. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, we're we're super excited about this. Um, we've been wanting to have a, a deep dive into the band that is Anchor Lines. Uh, we think it's a really good insight into the music industry and kind of I don't know, just what. No, no, um, Devin. Devin looked at Chris, me all Chris sensual. And I, yeah, Chris yeah, and I had just have been playing eyes. We had a moment. Yeah, Devin and I. Um, <clears throat> I just wanted to tell everybody something. Devin and I have been going steady for a while. Now, so I let you guys know about that. It was Kyle and I, but <laughs> it was. We broke up when we, you moved to Maine. It's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk about this afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so the turkey is you in the oven. Me. We are ready yeah. to fucking go. That does, that's um, not an innuendo. Have another. Have a fucking another claw. It's not an innuendo. Is this the shitcast 2.5? Anyways, so I guess. Nick, we're gonna we're gonna get started, but uh, we would just we kind of want to talk about Anchor Lines, the history of it, where you've been. Yeah, it, it's a really cool story. I don't know where to start, so why why don't we start with like how do did we, you originally get involved with Anchor Lines? Yeah, do we start with like kind <clears throat> of a little AKD stuff? Like we, I thought what Kyle said was a great question. All right, Kyle, <laughs> take it away. What? All right, go. No, no, that's that's actually that's not bad. Um, so in high school, the four of us actually were all in a band with two other members, mm-hmm. um, Adam and Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam played keys, and Sean was our vocalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle went to school, 
Then five of us remain a band for, I don't know. How many shows did you guys play at? It was like two shows, right? No, we played a, we played a handful, actually. Yeah, we played a fair yeah, number. Because I, re- I remember I came uh, back for like fall break and like we had that stupid like, Oh, well, Nick's going to go pee or something. So wait, does anyone know how to play Revenge of the Fallen? I was like, perhaps I could be of assistance. And then I came <laughs> up and like people were like, oh, it's that guy that was in that band once. <laughs> we remember you for yeah, 30 yeah. minutes. We thought we were way cooler than we were. Yeah, we were pretty cool at the time. Pretty fucking cool. Hey, we sold tickets. Yeah, we did sell tickets Um, at least 50. But the four of us played a a game. We played a game. (laughs) Called called Love. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Called Faking How Good We Are. Yeah. No, but we played the band together. Um, Afterwards, we all, you know, with with schooling and everything, we Mm -hmm. all went our separate ways. We we called it quits with our high school metal core band Mm -hmm. after... Pretty good time. I mean, it's it's yeah. fun to it's fun to look back at hell yeah what a band at that age meant to you, which is kind of like the whole thesis of this. Is, you know? Yeah. Um, I worked at Rocco's in Manchester for quite right. some time. Probably about two change years. It felt like forever. Uh, I did sound with a couple of the gentlemen there. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> what an interesting time that was. Yeah. 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 Jesus uh, there are some stories from There's that some place. Stories there. Uh, I met a lot of great people. Uh, I met some people that were um, really awesome and helped me do cool things, and mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun there. I, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it was that was a weird time. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, it's funny. There's actually a, a picture of uh, there was a Anchorlines played a battle. Of the, I mixed Anchorlines a handful of times, but they played a battle of the bands before you were in the band. Before obviously. I was in the bands, yep. uh, it was a big deal. It was a big. Uh, it was like two thousand dollars to record. That was the recording one, right? To yeah. Record with Matt Wentworth and uh, from, from our, from our last, last night. Yeah. yeah, from our last night. And I think the like the other notable band and someone's gonna fucking shoot me for this, but uh, I think Spies Like Us definitely played. Oh my god, and, that band! Uh, and Rumors of Betrayal. <clears throat> Holy I want to say those were two bands that played. <clears throat> Um, I think a, I think Conforza was on that show also, been, yeah. oh, but they it were on like holy, they were on like every show. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say that's one of the most was, Rocco shows I've ever. Yeah, had. It was awesome. Wow. It, it yeah. was a great show. Just just it was a great show. You know, for, yeah, that's for a time. good line. Uh, um, that music scene in general was kind of kind of weak. Uh, it, that's maybe the wrong way to put it, but it was really unfortunate how people treated. It was very friend based, very clicky. Um, so a lot of bands didn't get support. So that show was like all of everyone's favorite bands in the area, even though, you know, there were some other bands that were really awesome, like, you know, <coughs> my homeboys and Imagine the Escape, you know, like, mm-hmm. it just, but I think that was, <coughs> anyways, really. uh, so I had met those guys a couple times. Um, I was actually in a, sh- at a show with, I think you were in the band at the time, uh, with Imagine the Escape, which Devin was in that band. He played bass. Uh, we were in Maine. And oh, was that in Kittery? Uh, no, it was. Um, was it the one where I was really sunburnt? <laughs> it was the one where you play with Dead Ocean, and we did the two eight. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was at um, that was Kittery. Westford? Maybe no, Westford. Kittery. It was, that was that was at the um, the the vets the vets club or whatever. Wyndham, Wyndham Maine. Yeah, Wyndham. Holy yeah. shit! Wow. That was honestly so fun. We took yeah. all of Dead Ocean's gear and all of Imagine the Escape's gear, and we made this ridiculous backline. <laughs> it was two eight tens that were like three four by twelves. I don't <laughs> know why. It was like a, it was an odd number of four by twelve. It was fucking sweet. Suck it, up. it was so fun. But. Uh, uh, but Luke Diamond, who was the guitar player I played with in Anchor Lines, uh, he gave me a call. It was, a, it was really weird. And he was like, hey, uh, do you want to try out for our band? And it was just the weirdest thing because I was just, you know, bumming around. And I got a call. Um, 
and I'd never even thought about that at all because they were a band. They had they had their members, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gave me the spiel, and uh, I said absolutely. So um, I still have it on YouTube. Actually, I, I did some YouTube editions uh, for them with mm-hmm. a couple songs off of the record that they actually did with Matt <clears throat> from winning that. They won that battle of bands. Okay, battle of the bands. Um, they recorded with Matt Wentworth. And then they uh, wanted to take the next step. They wanted to tour. They wanted to get out there and really push that record and work towards the, the bigger goal that everyone wanted to do, you mm-hmm. know, get signed, get the record deal, go on tour, like be a successful band. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Angela Thomas, who was the, the lead guitar player at the time, she, uh, you know, I, I still really don't know uh, where exactly she was, but she just didn't want to use she was down with she was it. Good. Yeah. Uh, Wait, she was the lead guitarist of Anchorline? Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't that, know that. Yeah, yeah. So that was when I remember when you told me. I remember I had come back from school. When did you like start? Was it 2010 or 2011? I think it was the end of 2011. Yeah. Okay. Mid, yeah. Mid 2011. So I remember coming back from school and you gave me like their EP that Matt obviously had uh, produced, but I think it was with Angela still. And you're like, hey, I'm like becoming part of this band i remember popping into my cd player and i was like oh fuck like this, this is, is, good. Like, this is yeah. legit like this yeah. is really yeah, like this is something she's a fucking hell of a player yeah um i didn't know that they had a, a female guitarist yeah i didn't yeah, know so for oh, yeah. forever they they had had uh, so the, they had the same lineup for a long time um tim kackett who was the original guitar player he left at some point he was replaced by <coughs> a few different people luke joins <coughs> Um, Luke was a, a wonderful people person. We had played with him in other bands. Yep, I yep. can't remember his band's name. Run, so, Forest, Run, Baby. Run, Forest, Run. Sorry, Luke. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Steven. That's right. Um, I remember that fucking band, too. Hell yeah. but, uh, Holy shit. Memory Lane. So I, I did my YouTube editions. I went to their practice space. I auditioned. Uh, Angela showed me a couple things that I was playing maybe differently. I had some. Uh, we had used Tabit. Oh, uh, my God. Fuck wow. yeah, dude. Tabit. <laughs> Holy shit. And, uh, yeah, it just, it just ended up working out. It was a, it was a good fit. And... Uh, yeah, she she was instrumental in, in helping me be part of the band to take her spot. Um, and again, she's a fucking killer player. She posts stuff on Instagram from time to time. I think she just don't hit the you table. keep whacking the, the table. table. You're pulling a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, don't know. hit things. You're trying to Kyle. make a fucking point. Yeah, 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 Kyle likes to fucking slap the table Can I get all the time. A pillow here. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need it. I wasn't well, sure what this. I'm gonna put my hand here. I'm gonna put my hand. You can just hold my hand, baby. Uh, anyways, so I joined the band. The plan right away was there was a tour being booked as I joined the band so mm-hmm. it was pretty cool I was like okay I'm gonna step right in uh, there were songs being written as I joined that we were finishing up polishing mm-hmm. to bring right back to go work with Matt do you remember what song was that the off the 2012 EP yeah and so um, okay it's funny because you know we look at uh, we had so many songs like you know I have my SoundCloud of demos of that we did where we had you know well, you keep fucking hitting the table. Uh, I'm gonna uh, hit you in the face the next time he hits the table. <laughs> All right, that's rude. I've never been Sorry. on the podcast before. Yeah, welcome. Um, anyways, we had all these songs that we were working on. Um, we went in with Matt. He helped us finish them up. The idea was that we were gonna do a handful of singles to shop them to a label, mm-hmm, and right. we had a tour booked. Uh, so a lot of it was, which was really interesting to look at, was we were bringing in songs and. <laughs> I'm making you self-conscious uh, about the table. We were bringing in songs man a pillow. to uh, <laughs> work on to make them better to appeal to an audience that would want to have us be, you know, or to someone that would want to sign us. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was really interesting because 
it was the, probably the beginning of when records as a whole were starting to not be a thing and really singles were what like drove. 2011 right. 2012 yeah, sort of thing. singles yeah. really drove business try to catch uh, an audience real quick for with all something. genres right, too exactly. you know you look at even the big ones like taylor swift released a single and then she right. released an album for however long because she could you could ride a tour based off the single like, right yeah that hype <clears throat> um so matt was huge with that uh working with him was was awesome. He, I would never, I would never have been to the point I am now as a musician without having had worked with Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, did he give you a lot of point? Did you give? You, did he give you guys? So at that point, our last night was fairly large. That was after. Um, so our last night had <clears throat> did. We will all evolve. They were working on. Uh, they had just recorded with David Bendith, and they did. Uh, um, the Age third of, one. Age of Ignorance. Age of in, yep. So they were they were up and coming. They were a big... They were, they I were think huge in the, in the scene, core, they were yeah. huge. But I think, yeah, the Age of Ignorance was like their transition album from like, we're going to stop doing metalcore shit. Yep. And we're going to slowly transition to a little more like mainstream Right. So how much yeah. influence did he have as a producer on you guys? Like, did he really tweak a lot? Did he say, you should do this, you should do that? Or did he kind of let you free reign and kind of fuck around? He did as much as we wanted him to do. But also, he was never like he was. He would hold back at all. You know, he was a writer. Would, uh, would not. He wouldn't. He was yeah. an absolute, absolute, uh, absolute riot to work with. You know, if I would be tracking something and suck at it, he would take my guitar, play the part, but not record it. He'd be like, "Do it like this. Don't suck. Do it better." And give me back Hilarious. my guitar and have me punch it in. Hilarious. Uh, so my my favorite thing too, and I know you and I have talked about this before, but you had um. The, the Jackson guitar that you uh, the unfin- you took the paint off of Jackie. Yeah. And I remember you were telling me, like, it was either that one or the Ernie Ball Music Man. And you were, like, playing it, and you were playing it fine. He was like, hey, your guitar, your guitar sounds like shit. Use mine. Ah. So, like, I think off of the, anchor, the 2012 EP, it's yeah. all, like, Matt Wentworth's guitar, yeah, basically. So I can't remember if he had a Schechter deal or if they just gave him some guitars, but we mm-hmm. used a Schechter, ton of Schechter so guitars sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for... The 2012 songs because, uh, <clears throat> a, you know, I learned so much from from working with him. You know, with string gauges and uh, I mean, he went way over the top with a lot of that too. It was mm-hmm. just like heaviest fucking string gauges. Just it needs to sound tight. Just make it sound and it was mm-hmm. it was insane. But uh, we only used my Jackson and that was then. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the Ernie Ball. I actually bought the Ernie Ball because Matt Wentworth wouldn't give stop giving me shit about how bad my guitar sounded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we used a lot of his Schecters, which mm-hmm. I wasn't crazy about, but they were, you know, we had put fresh strings, fresh, heavy strings on these guitars and did a lot of, uh, you know, we put so much time and were very meticulous about those. It was just three songs on that little EP because we were, we were shopping it, you know, it was the idea mm-hmm. of, of shopping to get a record, uh, which is something that people run into a lot where they want to release, a re- they release their record mm-hmm. and then they want to be signed, but it's not the way it works. Like a record label wants to release that under them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, we never stopped writing and we have, I mean, now <clears> still <throat> yeah, so many songs we never released because we were hoping we had full length planned, you know, we had the whole thing and we were shopping these singles basically. Uh, but we, we, you know, different amps for left and right side. We used four different guitars, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that I had never done before. Uh, a lot of Matt Schechter. Uh, we used my mm-hmm. Jackson for a lot of leads. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was a good time. I mean, it was it was insane how much work we put into just three songs. Yeah. So, so it went from, like, so you joined the band, Angela left, and then you had said, like, there was already a tour kind of planned. We were working on it, yeah. You were working on it. Okay. And then, like, was it, like, basically, like, you joined... And were the like 
I'm assuming that 2012 VP, so Reset, Funeral, and Spineless? Spineless. Yeah. So yeah. those those three. Those the three-song EP. The three-song yeah. EP right. still on Spotify now. Definitely, yeah. for sure, go, go listen, listen to it. We've said it before. Go listen to it. Hey, fucking Slappy McSlap face. <laughs> Eat my dick. <laughs> I'm going to tie both your hands behind your back. Oh, my God. Anyways, um, so... Uh, so were those songs were those songs like being developed when you joined, or was it like, hey, I helped write these songs? Where, where were those? When, yeah, they when were you all. Um, so Corin Bermudez, who is our drummer, uh, was the main songwriter for the okay. band. Mm-hmm. Solid uh, fucking drummer, by the way. Corin's mm-hmm. yeah. Corin's shout really out to my good. boy. I mean, yeah. I, have, really I have some good. video of him with on touring, uh, on tour, on touring, mm-hmm. on tour. Just him. We had some Ontario. good footage. Uh, yep. And he's just he's just a beast. I mean, he's, he's a great so drummer. fucking solid. And he's he's just, not gonna like blow your mind, but he's fucking good. He's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I mean he just he put the work the work ethic is the biggest thing with him. Yeah. Where he just he's consistent. You, know, you could give him any, any song and he would just he right. would get it done. You He'll know, get he would it. work towards it. And uh, you know, it's we had hard. some pretty wacky stuff written. It was all in Tabit, you know. We had yeah. some stuff that he, was like I was gonna say he is a Tabit master. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you've he, ever seen him work on that that program, it's it's wild, <laughs> dude. Honestly, you'd be like, Oh, I really need to change this, and all you hear is and then you have a new part. It literally is like it's like a five. I just wrote thing. a new bridge. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it one time in my life, and I was just like, "Oh my what? god!" Yeah, I mean, he was—he's fucking good. I mean, just in the whole my whole time in Anchor Lines, he was just—I can't say enough good about Corwin, his work ethic, great drummer, and just, and just mm-hmm. getting shit done. You know, <clears throat> that was that was what he was all about, and that's that's why we'd had any success at all. Which just Corwin would just get shit done, and uh, writing was a big piece of that. So. When I joined the band, we had he had his his done songs. He's like, "This is where we are," mm-hmm. and uh, obviously, I had my opinion about things, but I was new to the band. I didn't want to be too, uh, you know, intrusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mean to interject, but was he? Who was like the big songwriter for you guys? Corwin. Corwin. Corwin? Yeah. yeah, I was about to say the <clears throat> Cor- Corwin was like the main song. I would give right? myself at most for a, even an individual song, say like "Mother," which was a single release. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Like, shit. Great he song. had the bones for that, and then. Uh, him, Jeff, and myself sitting like Jeff's basement. And yeah, I'd say probably that's the one song that I had the most influence on, and then uh, and then Hollow Eyes. Yeah, uh, but I would say even at most, I'd give myself like maybe thirty percent on right. those songs. Like, I was about to say, I feel like he was like 80 percent. <clears throat> you know, of, like, it was writing. more of my role was to to look at. So it was crazy. Like his ear was is awesome, and he would just write these guitar parts. But you'd look at the tablet, and it would just not make any sense <laughs> yeah. from a guitar. Which he he has his own bands now, uh, and I'm so sorry, never known. I think it's never known. Uh, he, where he does everything, and he plays the guitar. And everything. Yeah. So he knows probably more now how how actually a guitar right. works. But we used to always joke because it was. You know, the drums would make perfect sense. You're like, okay, those parts are cool. It works. But then the guitar part, you're like, hey, that sounds awesome. Doesn't make fucking sense. Don't have three hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you'd have to rewrite a lot of stuff. And uh, that was one thing that Matt was huge on where um, there would be parts where I would try to find a different answer and Matt would help us translate. He's like, no, no, no. Like, this sounds good. Let's just figure out how to make this part work. Mm-hmm. And um, like this, his biggest contribution for us was like Spineless never had a course. Uh, which was our, right. yeah. our biggest song that we ever put out. Uh, really? What was? It, do you remember off the top of your head? Like, I think the last time I looked, it was like, th- was it three hundred thousand views on YouTube or something Dude, for yeah. Spinal? It's a no, lot. No, the lyric it's video a fucking, has a lot. It's pretty cool. It's, it's a almost, lot. It's almost a half a million. It's right a cool. It's a cool lyric video too. Holy that shit. helps. Yeah, yeah, it lends yeah, a lot exactly. to it. It's fun which, to watch. By the way, Corwin did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and it kind of ties back to something we had talked about in this podcast previously is that producers can kind of make or break an album in a way. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if, you, if you have a, a nice producer like Matt Wentworth, 
you know, they can really, they can shore up all those loose ends that you're kind of, you know what I mean? Like you said, he makes the chorus and it just, it makes a big difference. Or if you just have a shithead producer, it's just like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's, it, it can make a huge difference on that album and song. Yeah, and it gave me a, a really good inside look into what that role can really do where it's hard. It's, you know, it's relevant to, to like palate fatigue. You get an idea and you're really stoked on it and you just get to a point where you're like, fuck it, let's just make this song done. And when you have the song, yeah. you're like, you know what, this is, this is good, good enough. Good enough, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A fresh set of eyes is nice. Yeah. And, you, you know, you can have so many people, different people listen to it and get opinions and, and a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, it's sick, what's, man. What's tough about that is you get like a, a bunch of like – Yes, men. Yeah, like, right. a bunch of people yeah. that are like, right. "Hell yeah, dude, that's sick!" But you could right. literally have a chorus that's like as Proof. good as like we would have written in high school. Right. And you're like, "Oh, that's like it's not it's, good." It sucks that you're saying this is great because like I need right. real constructive yeah. criticism. Right. So it's nice to go to a producer that has that oversight and can like tell you what works, what doesn't work, what's or, good, or at what's least bad. be like, "Hey, you're close. Right. Like you've got the right, right idea. Exactly. Steer you in the right direction. Be like." You're almost there. Mm-hmm. Let's just fucking do this, and then you have a, mm-hmm. a great song that comes out of it. Yeah. So we had um, we had talked about so reset initially was our big winner, which we ended up doing a music video for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the one in the mill yard. And yeah, all that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, cool uh, video. I still I, I love that song. Probably other than Mother, my favorite Anchorland song. Was that filmed in Manchester in the mill yard that there? That was in Franklin, New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. really? So my, my favorite, and you've talked about this before, was... Oh, um, GoPro, no. Uh, it, GoPro. Did this, it did this last time. Oh, and I came back to yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Uh, it's just my favorite be- part of that video, and again, I think that's just because like we're all so close that... Again, like when I was in college, I was blowing up anchor lines as much as I could. Where, like any of my buddies were like, "I like metal." I'm like, "Hey, what do you think Check about this, this out, band?" Yeah, yeah. What, do you, what do you think about this band? I'm like, "Oh, it's my buddy." This is just Kyle name dropping. Yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah, I know that guy." Yeah, like, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. It's called networking. It's, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm in sales. He's, on, fine. he's on LinkedIn, just posting anchor lines. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but uh, I remember you were saying like for that music video, you're like, "Yeah, we all like went out the night before." <laughs> like that whole music video, I was hammered. And or like hungover. <laughs> no, I was not hammered. I was, uh, I had like never, I, I wasn't a drinker. And we had all gotten together and hung out at uh, our, at the time, Vinny's house, who was our bass player. The night before? Yeah. Okay. And uh, we had, it was great. We had a little fire out back and everything. And uh, yeah, I had too much of my share. Uh, and I woke up and felt awful. Uh, I, and I'm usually super polite, and instead I just got in their shower and took a shower. Like I didn't ask. I yeah, yeah. Like, this is what I need right now. Yeah. Um, but Sometimes yeah, was, you need to assert your dominance. Yeah. I that feel like that was like was my born. first real life hangover, and it was not good. I remember <laughs> my first beer. It was it was a lot I of tequila. I didn't. I wasn't a drinker at all. Tequila. Um, yeah. So the the best part about that was uh, I was unfortunately a young idiot, and I was hungover. Um, we had brought probably like you know. A two-foot little speaker to bring to the music issue. We, you know, we we fill all the drums. Uh, yeah. We, we taped all the cymbals. Uh, but our with the boomy, echoey room that we were in with the mill, um, we still couldn't hear the song to play to it. Right. Oh, no. So we were like, "All right, we're Nick. Just fucking play it, Nick. You're gonna play. We're gonna follow you." So we like Sick. cranked my amp and we played the music videos were following me well which once we right. got going i was following corwin but like you could hear me uh which is funny too i had just put new strings on my guitar so like the top string was just going way out of tune wow. like so low it was like in fucking g but uh <clears throat> we were following me playing the song so that already limited my ability to like mimic and like really have some energy yeah plus being hungover 
you know, young, whatever, 21 year old, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was very funny. I took a nap in the van. Uh, I came back, we did our individual shots and everything, but, uh, yeah, it was, that was super cool. Uh, Corwin, again, just fucking basic, He's a beast, dude. Just dir- he directed he it, basically. He had this whole idea um, for the song. And um, uh, Mike Gavoni, who was the singer in a band with words. Oh, I remember them. Uh, oh, he he had too. acted in a Within the Ruins video. Really? Really? I didn't know that. Acted great great fucking band, video. by the way. Yeah. Within the Ruins uh, is sick. So we were like, hey, man, do you want to act in ours also so he did a wonderful job he was awesome was he the chain boy no that was corwin he was chain boy oh he was chain boy boy. no shit oh wow yeah so it was cool uh that's cool that was a fun experience Mm -hmm. um yeah so reset was like the song that we had originally which is why the music video was planned for that we had originally put a lot of time into that yeah spineless ended up being a song that we were like wow this song is a, it is a banger. Like, it happened to be song. catchy. And, and that was yeah. the song that we had the most fun playing, too. Yeah. Reset took us some time to, like, there was, I wouldn't say more dynamics, but for whatever reason, that song we felt was, like, more difficult to tackle live. It didn't, sure. it wasn't as, like, well represented. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had, we had left, like, a kind of a rough recording with Matt on that, on Spineless, and I have somewhere that recording before a chorus with Matt. You've shown me that before, and, yeah. Uh, Very interesting. I have it on a, a burned CD. Hell yeah. Fuck <laughs> yes. Um, I remember when you could clap, CD. Bye, Kyle. I have to Bye, Kyle. Fuck you, Kyle. You have fine. a... Fine, I just looked up the reset video. You have 60,000 views on that. Yeah, so we cool. did... That, like, got posted... It's on, like, two or three different sources. Right. It's on, so, like, Blink TV also. I don't know which one I Oh, Blank TV used to be the spot. Yeah, it's on You'd a be like, hey, Blank TV, can you post our music yeah, video? Yeah, they, they had asked us... Um, Ooh. Nice. Um, I've been waiting for a, a natural lull for a minute. <laughs> hey, I just want a, a quick shout out to uh, all the fans of Fuck You, Kyle, while he's taking yep. a leak. Yeah, this yep. this part of the podcast brought to you by Fuck You, Kyle. Yep. Fuck um, You, Kyle is right. So, yeah, so your guys' YouTube, Anchor Lines, is uh, Anchor Lines NH. That has 60,000. And on Blank TV, that has another eight 8.1 thousand. So this is a this is a big this is a big part of all of this too was um, uh, playing a genre too late. Was kind of, right. Was kind of a thing that we we started to feel. We never really talked about it, but it's it makes so much sense now. It's like you look at a lot of the bands that that we idolized when we were playing in our band in high school, mm-hmm. um, and that was super relevant to what we were doing. Um, was like playing a genre too late. You know, we were. We idolized, you know, like architects and counterparts, yeah. and, and ghosts inside. Every time I die, you know, those guys were huge. You know, they were already huge, like and a year two. Uh, so it's funny late. to look at, you know, a, a music video which had infinitely more work put into it than the lyric video. Which, not to discredit Corwin at all, he no. busted mm-hmm. his ass putting together right. that fucking lyric video. That uh, lyric video is actually like still to this day one of my favorite renditions of a lyric video because. Very seldom do you see a lyric video with basically a live playthrough at the same time. And it was integrated so nicely because, like, the way he edited it, he'd have lyrics, like, just playing, like, if you were playing guitar, the lyrics would go, like, across the neck of the guitar while yeah. you were playing it. And, like, stuff like that. It was just really this fun. This was to... for Mother? I think no, you're thinking of Mother. Spineless. I'm looking at Spineless right now. It has four... Oh, true. Yeah, you're right. Spineless I am thinking of that. Spineless has 436,000 views, dude. That's fucking That's awesome. Fucked. That's crazy shit, man. So that's, you know, that was the first thing we put out. This is this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. 436,000 views. That's fucking hype. But, uh, 
it was funny. By the time we got the reset video out, it was almost like it was too late because we we put that out kind of in conjunction with the release of the mm-hmm. EP. Uh, this spineless single came out that June, May, what is it? whatever that says. I don't know. I've been drawing Anyways, Matt was huge with that. Uh, we pretty much worked with him. I think it was that May. Uh, and then we went right on a tour that we booked. Um, Luke was huge with that stuff. Matt was awesome. Another guy, uh, Robinanda Bennett, we worked with for a long time. He was a tour manager for a bunch of uh, bunch of pretty big bands. He did uh, This is the Apocalypse, No Bragging Rights, Human Abstract, Memphis Mayfire. Yeah. Um, mm. NBR was huge at that time, too. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he was uh, uh, Issues. Holy uh, shame, dude. He wow. Had, he had done some big bands. And he just is a fucking cool dude. And it's funny because I actually worked with him when I was just a sound guy at Rocco's. And uh, really? No Bragging Rights was a, a band that like really inspired me at that time to just just be like good dudes touring, you know? And then, right. Uh, mm-hmm. they were just, you, you gave me shit once because <laughs> imagine The Escape played a show with No Bragging Rights. And you were like, you really need to check this band out, like this, that, the other thing. And we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we ended up like going somewhere, like right before they played, and we missed their set. We got back, and you were like, "What the fuck?" Like, I the only the only guideline I gave you for the night was to catch this set. I, I felt really bad at the time. But they were awesome, they, and they were, um, you know, they were just a, like a you know a medium sized band. I don't even remember what label they were on, but um, they're the band that has. That breakdown that's like dig it, dig it, dig it, and then there's like a random little like no, there's like a wait is it dig it, dig that, up? Yeah, that's with life. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, true. <laughs> uh, no, but no bragging rights. They actually helped us book a bunch of shows. Um, and Rob, Rob Ananda, Rob, we call him, uh, was you know he used a lot of his contacts to help us out, and he mm-hmm. had started working with some individual um, agencies. <clears throat> he wanted to like really get into the booking side of things and management. Um, so he was basically our, our unofficial official manager for for the whole time I was in the band. Uh, he was awesome. Um, but we booked that tour, and that was pretty much the one that like, really gave us the context to keep doing what we did for the number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we played Long Island, which was our home away from home. Our yeah. last show ever was in Long Island. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shane Egan, yeah, my was fucking insane. boy. Yeah, uh, I, that's the guy with the tattoo, right? If I want anyone to listen to this, I would. I want it to be Shane Egan because he is so special and so dear to my heart. He's the fucking homie. What's he, so funny, dude? He was in a band called Basilisk. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Hollow Point played with Basilisk. He was the bassist at the time. Yeah. Turned into the vocalist eventually. Yeah. He did the me story, but we played with them like uh, maybe two years after Anchorlands kind of dissolved. Yeah. And like him and I were like shooting the shit and like it came to like somehow came up like anchor lines came up and I was like, oh, I'm actually like really good friends with Nick from and he like he popped off. It was the funniest, like weird. You'd never expect it type of thing because we just played a show in New York and he happened to be there playing with us. Um, we ended up we it was during a period we had a weekender and um, they had like. They played one show with us, and I was like, we had some uh, spot open up like a day or two later, and I was like, hey, you want to come play another show? And he was like, fuck yeah. So like, we ended up becoming like decent friends with them, and it was so funny because like, whoever did the graphic design for the show flyer, like, we're not gonna have them like last minute add basilisk to it. So yeah. we like, I went on to Snapchat and just crudely added their <laughs> name to the thing, and I was like, here you go, guys. This is what we're working with. But yeah, I'm gonna he's, Snapchat he's, Shane Egan right now while we're doing this. He's a wicked solid dude. Yeah, he's, Shout he's a really Shout out to my cool boy guy. Shane Egan. I'm on a podcast right now. What's up, Shane? What up? Listen to this shit when it comes out. 
he is a really solid dude, yeah. though. Was so. that the dude? I, I, and I, I have this in my notes, but I, I remembered um, there was someone that had a tattoo That's of like Shane. an anchor line. It, yeah. it is Shane. So he, okay. He yeah. had a really, uh, hollow eyes tattoo with um, with the crown, which uh, Corwin designed that t shirt for. Uh, it was fucking awesome. And it. Oh. Stuff like that was just a great example of, and you know, we all experienced this in local bands too. Great experience of just like someone, someone like having your back so hard that they, mm-hmm. that like other people, like their friends follow them. And then, yeah. And like that, Shane Egan is the reason <clears throat> that Anchor Lines had a home away from home like that. Like we, in Long Island, we yeah. We loved playing Long Island so much. Like playing there was our fucking jam. Yeah. You know, I will never ever forget the shows we played. The first show we played there was at a bowling alley. Oh, fucking fuck. Sick. Yeah, Dahlia so, memories. Not only did we play at a bowling alley, but we get there and we load into like this locker room thing. And uh it was just it was such a, a cool experience because Long Island's a weird place. Yeah. And yep. uh, you know, it's like you can't get there without going through New York and it's just such a weird, it's like very clustered and busy and mm-hmm. uh, but we played at a bowling alley, and we didn't play on a stage or anything like that. We played on the the bowling lanes. <laughs> so fuck yeah, so like dude. Corwin's mat and everything was set up on an on a lane, and then I, we were in the lane ahead of him, <laughs> and like so, I literally had the fucking ball return was my rock box, so to speak. Like, fuck yeah, like, dude. I played a show with Stanley like, stage foot, thing foot up on the ball return, and it was so cool. Like the the mosh pit, you know, as disorganizer as as it was was like the next two lanes down you know? <laughs> fuck yeah dude it was it was so sick and it was just it's stuff like that where you know you're you join a band you do your thing you're on like we're like we're on fucking tour like mm-hmm. this is the coolest shit ever you know do we're you guys all, have uh do you have lanyards uh we didn't have lammies for that tour non-official you know? hey, super side note do you remember when the yellow team was super. So I still have mine somewhere. My no sick landing pass thing or whatever. Yeah. So so the yellow team, which was a local band in our area, they got like kind of kind of big, but they um they kind of made an ironic merch thing where they sold just Ben Macon. It was just Ben Macon, but he sold like uh, lanyards. So Shit, you would see like fast. in the yeah. So like you would see in like the scene around here, like oh wow, these guys have like a bunch of there lanyards. Was, you had you cool. had laminate clout. So, like, yeah. if you had been on runs or tours, et cetera, so, like, you get a pass, right, if you're in a band. So, like, that's how security or, like, stage people will know, like, who you're with or what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so you have this, like, laminated, like, plastic little – it's, like, a baby version of the show flyer. It has, like, uh, what you're in. It'll be, like, uh, for Nick's example, like, it'd be, like, anchor lines, like, all access, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Right. So the more, like, tours – uh, runs whatever you did, you got more laminates. So right. at this time, the more laminates you had on your little uh, hooky keychain thing, exactly. the more fucking clout I'm you fucking had. Sick Literally, you like yeah. I would go to shows and see people and see like six lammies like, on their fucking shit, thing dude. and be like, yeah. holy shit, dude! <laughs> oh they God. have yes. like they have like five lammies. Yeah, Nick just yeah. went to go get his. Yeah, we dude. have some. So literally, it hurt? says got all axes right on it. <laughs> Three, it's like twelve of them. Four, five, six. So some of these are one shows I worked. That's true. Oh yeah, the JFK Summer Slaughter tour. Oh, hey, Summer Breakdown. Yeah. Dave that. still owes me money. Oh, for Dave still owes me <laughs> money. Too. Dave. Wait, hold on. Anyways, so so the Yellow Team did something smart where they said, "Hey, that's a little ridiculous." So as merch, they sold tour so laminates, funny. and they had like a Taco Bell one. They oh, had. Like, oh yeah, 
I do remember I, that. So I have funny. it somewhere, but Dude, it was the, the uh, tour laminate I have from the yellow team. So it was sick. five bucks. It was the best five bucks I've ever spent. Yeah, I want to check it out. These are fun. So memory lane So not too... No, hang on. So... You go. No, what were you going to say? I was going to say, all right. So at this point, we kind of... We roughly talked about, like... This is a good Recording with... Anchor Lines recording with Matt Wentworth from our last night. We talked about, hey, you guys went on tour. Um, I was going to I want to talk about where did you go on tour, but then after that, like, when does the whole victory Right, I was about, I was about to play. say, let's accelerate this forward a little bit because we, you know, you went through, like, the Midwest. You went yeah, to we Chicago. can drag us on this for a while. That's uh, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, we can talk about every fucking tour that yeah, you did. Yeah, cool. But so let me, uh, let me just... So how did, how did the record deal come into play briefly, and what happened? Um, so I wouldn't say record deal. Um, right, but so all right, so record me, opportunity. So yeah, so the take, opportunity we had. So well, this that first tour was huge. We met uh, we met Shane. He he hooked us up a ton in Long Island. I mean that was like I said, home way from home. Our last show was there. Shane. Uh, even Flow was the last place we ever played. Even Flow, literally Dude. that popped into my head. Rest in peace, oh. Even Flow. Best wings ever. Also, it was like the first place in the Northeast to have High Life from Cigar City. So Ooh. Jeff and I fucking Cigar City is a great brewery. Um, so we also met uh, Chris Steves, who was uh, he helped us book in like uh, Danbury, Connecticut, uh, Poughkeepsie, New York, um, that area. Those two guys were huge in like helping us book out our tours, like get out of the Northeast, give mm-hmm. us some success, give us some really awesome shows. Um, you know, we did we did a lot of touring in the Northeast, the Midwest. Um, we never really went outside of that. Uh, we just so, heavily toured that area. You know, we were you went to, to like, Florida, right? We did not. No, we were. We were. Uh, oh, you did. No, we. Um, we really. Part of it was to like really get more Long Islands. We, we said, okay, Long Island was this successful. How do we get more Long Islands? How do we get you know Tennessee, North Carolina? To, yep. Uh, so we uh, that tour was huge. Uh, we did that. Uh, we came back. We played some home shows. We went right back to it. We did some more recording. Um, Rob was huge. He had a ton of contacts. He was posting the, the EP with um, like the Outer Loop management guys. We were getting a ton of really great feedback, but no one was moving on it. Yeah. Um, I think it was that Christmas. You know, I was like that December. Uh, Luke actually texted our, our band group, mm-hmm. and uh, we had an email from a representative from Victory Records, and they were like, hey, on, on your next tour, we'd love to have you guys come by. And Victory Records, uh, for those who don't know, um, so they had back in the day, like a day to remember. Do they have Devil Wears Prada? They had. Uh, I know that a day to remember is like their big one. They, they had were, Hawthorne Heights. They were big oh, back shit. in the day. Okay. They had. Um, they had between the Bury me. They had a day to remember. Oh shit! Okay. Um, they had uh, Comeback Kid. Oh my god! Right. It wasn't like a schmuck record from fucking Manchester, New Hampshire. Yeah. No. It, it was, was. It was, it was legit. Just, yeah. It wasn't like what Hall of Thursday. Hawthorne Heights, Silverstein, Taking Back Sunday, Bayside, Street Lane Manifesto, and a day to remember. Yeah, like they yeah. were fucking huge yeah. bands at the time. They like, used to is, advertise this, on MTV. This That's how I know about it. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like this is a real big record label. This is this is important shit. So this was an interesting point in that industry too where I believe this was after um is it called what separates me from you? The uh, data remember album? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. right. Um yep. it was after that and it was also at the same time between the Bear and me released uh their cover record or their their greatest hits. Those two bands are both trying to get off that label. A lot of victory. bands were trying to get yeah. off and, that label. And uh, actually uh, I want to say counterparts started <clears throat> on victory. 
Really? I don't okay. know that. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm I couldn't not sure. confirm that. Can I confirm nor deny? Why did people want off that label? Um, so it just was, um, <clears throat> I, you know, I can't really get into it too much, uh, and I don't know too much about it. But uh, Briefly summarize. Um, there was an issue with an individual from that label who was high up. Uh, I did remember his lawsuit is basically about that, about yeah, that. that person. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, Second Sucks is about that. Great song. That, about them. Yeah. Great song. Um, Have you seen... So yeah, a day yeah. to remember put out like a, a collaboration song with Marshmallow or yes. Marshmallow or however the fuck you yes. say it, the like EDM artist. Yeah. There's like a funny meme that's like, imagine being 14 and hearing the a day to remember and Marshmallow song and you immediately buy tickets oh. and go to the show and then they open with second, second sucks. sucks. <laughs> and you and your mom are in the panic so this, is a this is a counterpart tweet from 2015. Stop buying counterparts merch from the Victory Records merch store, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who wrote that one. <laughs> it's a uh, cycle. It's a yeah. full circle. Yeah. Uh, Colonel Carry Us was released on Victory. Really? Yeah. So still a good album. Hmm. We had modeled well, like what we wanted our audience to be was similar with like counterparts. So like we got to play with them in Poughkeepsie, New York, and um, I didn't know that. Holy shit! And, uh, Poughkeepsie actually, there's some banging shows there sometimes. Yeah, it's a pretty big metal scene. The, uh, I played the lot. That's where um, that's where we got Shane and Co. Chance. on. Uh, so we played there. It was sick. Awesome venue. Always good when a venue has a restaurant below it. It uh, does help. Uh, for the bar and for the food. It's like, hey, we got here. We need to eat. Let's spend more money than we need to because this restaurant charges more because I know we're going to eat there. And then we just do. Um, <laughs> and then we just do. But yeah. So, so, yeah, Rickery, uh, Rickery, Victory contacted us, and we made that part of our next tour that we did, and that was the next spring. So we had done like a summer, fallish tour. Mm-hmm. We did a couple weekenders. <clears throat> Uh, the next spring was our next big tour. Uh, I believe it was the longest tour we did as a band. I checked it the other day. I think it was like seventeen day stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, which for us, I mean, pretty good haul. Self booked yeah. uh, outside of Rob and Nat's help. Um, it was it was pretty crazy. We were we were really excited about it. Uh, we had um, actually, you know what? That might be the was that that tour. I believe it might have been this one with with uh, Lions Lions. No, this was that fall. Okay, so this was afterwards. Um, so it was the tour before that. But um, we played in a, a suburb of Philly on that tour, mm-hmm. and uh, we had booked basically to go. Victory Records is from Chicago. Uh, we had a show in Ridgeline, Chicago, which was a suburb of Chicago, mm-hmm. and then we had a show in another suburb of Chicago, about half an hour west. Um, and we didn't have time to book, to like make a day to, to book out the victory thing as its own thing. So sure. we played in, uh, outside of Philly and we had to basically haul ass to Chicago for a noon appointment more Jesus. or less with victory records at mm-hmm. their, like a their, trial, their right? studio. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that was miserable. I mean, that show in Philly sucked. We, or no, the show was awesome. Sorry. Uh, really small show. Um, I had some some really cool bands play. We played. We actually played early because we had to to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up. We didn't weren't able to leave till after the show was done because the parking for the venue was so bad. We were behind in like a dirt parking lot. We Jesus. To, long story short, we ended up having to pull our full trailer off the van with however many people it took to move that to move the van, spin the van around, go on the street, pull it around. Move the trailer, get that. It was like an alleyway into a dirt parking lot. It was terrible. So you had to do a 72-point turn. Yeah, so, you know, and that probably took (coughs) upwards of three, four hours. Yeah, I'm saying it's like a three-hour project, yeah. Um, uh, 
I did a, a lot of the driving. I would I would say most of the driving just because I really like to. Mm-hmm. I, I got really I got weird car sick in the back. I got kind of anxious if I was driving, so I drove a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> that was one of our like go to shift nights. So uh, we had this uh, our Go friend Dante back. with us. Him and I were the drivers. It was a 14-hour drive overnight to be in Chicago at ready to play at noon mm-hmm. from Philly. Uh, so we left. Jeez, I, I don't remember what time it was. Ten or whatever. Uh, did the drive? It was awful. It was yeah, exhausting. You're getting there at like you ten know, in the morning I, or something. Yeah. yeah, I drove through about probably an hour into Ohio before we switched over. Dante and I had a terrible time. I got like vertigo while we were driving. We had to stop because we were going through the Appalachian Mountains in Pennsylvania. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, it's stuff that people don't really talk about with touring. It's like. Man, there's some weird fucking roads in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is one of those states you're like, what are these? What is even well, going on here? Well, like even in general, a lot of things like people don't consider. Like, they'll see like a band be like, oh, we have to like drop these like three dates, blah blah blah, and it's like you don't realize that it's just like four four to six dudes in a a van with a trailer, and like they don't consider like you have to drive A to B, right? Just yeah. to begin that. So like, let's say it's a six hour drive from here to there to do whatever. But they don't consider that, like, you have to make that drive, you have to play a show, you have to wait for the entire show, do, you know, all the band stuff. Right. And, like, they don't consider, like, all the, like, mental taxation that has to do with, like, <clears throat> being uh, a secure driver at, like, I don't know, midnight. Right. After you just ripped a show, you've been at the show for, like, have you ever been at a show where you're like, man, I wish this was over? Yeah. So, like, yeah, imagine you do, you do that. For like the whole time until you play, like you don't wish it was over, but like you're just there hanging out. Right. Like, what's so the like fuck? you you yeah. have a lot of like you, it's mentally taxing to just. I mean, it's a a great part it's of draining. being in a band yeah, is like draining. being able to interact with people and hang out and shoot the shit. But like a lot of like I think it's a broad term. Like if you deal with so many people on a night, like a, by the end of it, you're like, oh my god, I just need to sit in a dark room and go to bed. Mm-hmm. There's no so, like. Down, there's no alone time. Right. There's no downtime. You're so always with somebody. That's, you're that's you're always you socially active, which is good right. and bad for you at one point. So, like, you go through all that, and then it's like, all right, now we need to drive to wherever. And, like, you don't even – half the time, like, I see a band, like, cancel a show, like – Part of me is like, oh, come on, man. Uh, like, you can make that drive. And then you think about it, and you're like, ooh, like, I don't know what that drive is. You've been driving you know? for the past 14 and like, days straight. And to your yeah. point, like, if you have to drive over a fucking mountain range, <laughs> right, yeah. like, so A, the drive is bad, and B, like, the elevation change is enough. Like, I don't know if your ears have popped more than 20 times in, like, an hour, but it sucks after a while. The first time, you're like, oh, so relieving. And by the time it happens, the 10th time, you're like, I want to die. Yeah. And for the record, there's no roads there. It was all off-road. Fuck yeah, yeah brother. Yeah. <laughs> Is this thing yeah. have four-wheel drive? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah real bad. <laughs> so, yeah, we did, our, we did our switch and everything, and uh, we got to Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, and... Wow, Jesus, I don't remember. The timeline on it's all just fucking pretty brutal because it was, it was a lot. But we got... I believe our point, appointment, so to speak, was for noon. We mm-hmm. got there. We set up. <clears throat> super cool. Uh, downtown Chicago. This It was basically uh, like a giant recording studio. You know, we get in there, and there's all, like... The walls, like the decor, was like stacked old, like busted cabs and like pianos and stuff. Yeah, it was really cool. And there was records just like hanging everywhere, and uh, you know, just like some guy who's running the the sound booth greeted us. He's like, "Yep, yeah." So you're gonna go into this uh, studio B. You're gonna set up, and like we go in there, and it was it was pretty surreal because it's basically I have a picture somewhere, but uh, basically like 
a medium-sized little auditorium, mm-hmm. it's just flat. There's a stage. I'd say the stage is bigger than Palladium upstairs. Mm, um, okay. It was pretty big. You know, we loaded in. Yeah, I'll say that's pretty we pretty load, decent, decent size. size. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we loaded in uh, just like a normal show, and then uh, you know we mic'd up heavily. Um, yeah. You know, like more so than a show. Uh, huge board. It's really funny. Like we walk in, I look at the board because uh, I'm a live audio guy myself, sound geek, and uh, you know, just checking out like what we're working with. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got a picture in the middle, and it's our uh, like one of the promo shots we did that like we all kind of hated. <laughs> <laughs> it was one that just ended up on our Facebook that we just used. For just something. Like, so we what just we had got, like yeah. different material. And uh, it had arrows pointing to us and what our names were. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of fun. Yeah, it's like that's yeah. that's cool though, honestly, yeah. because like. It's nice that they had the foresight to be like, all right, I need to communicate with these people, and they're not going to go, hey, you. Like, they're going to be like, right. hey, Nick, I need more of this. Like, that's right. – it's yeah. funny. It's A hilarious. little professional. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious to see, but it's nice that they were like, okay, we need to so be – going to be like, hey, yeah. guitarist on the left. <laughs> yeah, you stage left. Yeah, can you do this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we set up – we sound checked for – they asked us to play three songs. So we had chosen to play uh, – That's really convenient. Yeah, that no, three-song so, EP. Yeah, well, we played it. Wait, uh, we picked uh, we picked uh, Reset Spineless, and I think it was an unreleased one, right? I think a mother had been unreleased. I think we played that. Okay. Um, so we set up, we sound checked for forever, you know, and he would uh, he would be like, stop us mid song, and be like, all right, let's try that again, or like whatever, and it mm-hmm. was just to like really dial in the sound. Um, and we were all we were all exhausted, man. Like I. That was a that was our first real test of uh, how do you guys tour kind of thing you know like how how brutal can you be on a schedule and <clears throat> yeah. still perform I think that's sorry to continue cutting you off but I think that's the coolest part of this story like yeah that they were like hey can you come do this audition and it's literally like an audition basically yeah. they were like hey we're gonna make you do the like tour thing like in the middle of a tour you need right. to show up and like load in like a normal show and, and like do all this do yeah, your best yeah like, it's, it's cool yeah. So the worst part about it, um, you know, Jeff, our vocalist, who is a fucking animal. Um, mm. he's, he's a fucking awesome yeah, vocalist. He, he's he so, really and, is. And, you know, in the studio, too, we would joke about, you know, like, I use the X-Fex. We would joke about that he had an X-Fex on his chest. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, Jeff, you need to sing. You need to do this. You need to do this kind of scream. You need to do this. And, like, he just would... He was a he was an animal. Um, so, was, yeah, give me, give me, like, 30 seconds. Let me dial in real quick. Yeah. Well, when you're, you know, seven feet tall... Yeah. yeah, he's actually yeah. seven, uh, seven twelve. Yep, I don't <laughs> think that's 12. true. No, he's a big boy. He's big enough to he's break definitely your tall. couch. He's so. big enough to fold us any of us like a chair. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Like a yeah. folding chair. He's no, he is. It doesn't fold. He'll fold us. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. right. And <laughs> you're a normal chair. chair, and then you become collapsible. You become a folding chair after. He no, he's a. He's a good dude. Close to my heart. I love you, Jeff. If you ever do listen to this, Jeffrey. He's just—he was awesome, but uh, it was kind of the biggest test for for him too, because the first thing to go when you lose sleep is your voice. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. you know, and that's one thing that they talk about with like vocal health. You know, you think about the studio, and you're like, okay, I just gotta, you know, I got a normal night's sleep, not moving in a van. I'm gonna still drink some honey and some tea mm-hmm. to sound my yeah. best, and like like right. really make sure I'm hydrated and all that stuff. And uh, he didn't lose really sleep. You know, none of us did. And uh, I. I didn't sleep well in the van. It's funny because we have a little uh, on our YouTube. There's there's footage from our drive to that and like van life. It's one of the very few footage, uh, very few pieces of footage that exist of me sleeping in the van because 
I just like I just couldn't. I'm right. the same way, dude. I I filled in for you guys on a couple shows back in the day. Yeah, oh, and I remember you, you guys did one of our favorite shows, the one of the church shows. The church show, but you guys had like a nook in the van that was like if you need to sleep, you're going to this row of the yeah. van. And I do not sleep in cars. I cannot like I'm so bad at it. But like at the time, my work schedule was like I had to be up for work at like three in the morning. And I worked until like noon and I played a show with you guys on like Rhode Island or something like that. And I had to be back at home because I had to go to work the next day at three in the morning. And we were like leaving the show at like 11 p.m. And I was like, (laughs) all right, I'm going to go try and sleep in the nook. And then I just didn't. (laughs) So like I heavily relate to not being able to sleep. I totally get that. It's hard. And I, uh, yeah. Anyways, so we we sound checked at, at Victory Records for forever. It felt like, you know, and um, it was weird, too, because, you know, I was, like, hearing the mix and the monitors, and uh, I had a particular uh, mix that I preferred, and, but it was weird because I wanted to hear more because it was, you know, it was more important for me to hear more, and it was just, it was a bigger event for us, um, but I just felt like, it was, like, everything that day sounded awful mm-hmm. to me. I was just, like, really? everything was off, I right? was, like, I was, like, I hate my guitar tones today. I hate, our, like, my monitor mix. Like, our samples are too loud. I just, I just felt bad and like they the guy told us too you know like you just want to do like a fist away from the mic just turn turn a little bit okay joe yeah. Rogan. <laughs> well no it helped i'm looking at the levels right now yeah, um, yeah there we go so, much better much better Use yeah so we, we soundtrack for forever uh and this is this is probably I, in my entire life the weirdest thing that's ever happened one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me was the guy we get to a point he's like all right so you're good you guys are good like we're ready to go like what and we're like I guess. And so <laughs> maybe. Like, yeah. <laughs> so we're on a stage and um they uh the stage lights stay on like on us. Yeah. And then all the room lights go off. So we can't see anything. It's just these blinding lights on us. And then a door in the back of the room opens and people walk in with like folding chairs. And I don't know, twenty five A and R reps come in, post up in chairs, wild and sit down, and then you hear the sound guy go. Okay, you can go whenever. And you're like, <laughs> and so, so you know, like, what do you they say? do they anticipate you to have like full like stage participation at something like that, or like what oh, are yeah. they? Oh, you're playing a so, show, yeah, brother. Yeah, right. yeah. So, so we're like, oh, yeah. yeah we we need to get these motherfuckers in suit. If you're wearing a suit, you get to the fucking front of the stage, brother. If you're sitting in a folding chair, get the fuck up. Yeah, so Jeff's gonna fucking fold you into a chair, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh so Jeff, Jeff does his normal thing. He's like, hey, we're Anchorized from Manchester, New Hampshire. This song's called You know, check the check the list for the day because we only played three songs. Yeah. And then we we just went and you know, and then they I they asked us not to stop, so we just did the three songs, mm-hmm. you know, back to back to back. And then it was like, okay, thank you. And then the, <laughs> the stage lights stayed on. Everyone got up and left. And then the room got up. And then it was like loadout time. So cold. We it's never, so cold. So we never it's saw a soul. Business only. Yeah. 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 We never saw a soul that was watching us. And it was really, it was really weird. It was like shadow government kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, conditioning for the bourgeoisie. You know, I um, felt, I felt, uh, I felt really good about the whole thing. But, uh, but it just, it was obvious, like you know. Uh, myself, Luke, we did uh, we did some vocals for the band, and like we mm-hmm. sounded like shit. And Jeff just sounded tired, man. Like we just yeah. drove for forever. He had help. You know, his stamina wasn't what it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so we played that, and it was they recorded it too. You know, did they give you a demo like the we Sad never, Cafe? No, never did. Really? Uh, never got that demo. Never got it. So no. they have that in a vault somewhere. Yeah. So. So we played. Well, I that. wonder, like, if the sound quality sounds something like nice. Um, but I want I. I wonder if you could ever. I mean, probably not. But I wonder if you ever could get access. That'd to be that. cool. That'd be cool. Be interesting to hear, especially given like your perspective of the entire ordeal to see if you sounded better or worse than what you imagined. Right. Basically. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was it was hard, and I I felt like what we were playing too. There was a, there was a couple little like vocal backup pieces that I did where I would also at the same time have to play and switch like my patch. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just felt like everything was just like so. I felt like right, talking, just you know, uncoordinated. I just, yeah, I just yeah. felt it was not. Um, what do you want? Hey, this sign language. You can have that fucking around. white claw in front. Yes, that wine interrupt yeah. the conversation. Uh, so, anyways, we played that. Uh, that same night, we had another show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually played. A, Jesus. He, in case anyone knows, he is legend. Uh, that sounds familiar. Uh, they were like a medium size. They're pretty big familiar. in that area. Uh, we played it. Some suburb of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were one of a couple opening bands for that show. It was it was a sick venue. It was like downstairs from this bar, this big old like building in a suburb of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stage was sick. Like there was the whole like the, the barricade and everything. And uh, it was a little tight. I had to like keep my rack off stage, but it was super cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get most of the way through the set. We were just, it was a great show, but, you know, Jeff was cooked, man. Oh, yeah. Well, like, and if you spend a whole night driving and then we did the most of thing. the day auditioning, yeah. and then right. it's like, hey, you got to do it again. Yeah. Good you know, it's one but, thing to play an instrument, but it's another thing to sing. Oh, it's a it's muscle. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's That's a, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, so he's, he's fucking vocal. Oh, my fingers right. are tired. Get the fuck over it. You're fine. Right. Yeah, yeah so my we, uh, throat <laughs> fucking hurts. That's yeah. what we actually, we had some really close friends in Chicago, so we had we had stopped with them to, like, drop our shit off, go to the show. We brought them with us. Um, and Jeff turns to me. We're like three songs from the end of our set. And he's like, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked like just fucking yeah, like uh, pale, just <laughs> ready to die. Like, oh, awful. you're actually going to pass he out. He looked yeah. how I felt, which was awful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so I think we cut it at least a song or two, but we played a shorter set. Hey, it was a great show. I, Probably some of the best stage sound I've ever had. Better than the Victory Studio. Uh, oh, oh. Hey. <laughs> hey. But, uh, yeah, we cut that short. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we, we played that night. We went back. We stayed in Chicago. We had another show the next day. And, uh, Did you sleep? A different Chicago. Yeah. we. Uh, great. Amanda Fisk <laughs> uh, was, oh. was a great friend of us, ours. She's, she's a nice lady. Oh. Yeah. Um, she One. let us stay with them at uh, Columbia College. Did she live in, she live in Ohio at the time? Chicago. They were at or, yeah, Chicago, sorry, Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. So we stayed with them. Um, I didn't know she lived out there. So funny thing about that too is uh, we had some. We were very fortunate. We had a lot of a lot of connections. Um, we would spend a lot of band money on like hotels. We didn't we didn't sleep in the van a lot. We didn't we didn't want to. If and, you don't have to, then why? We job. And Corwin actually, um, we had a little uh, Wi-Fi thing we could bring with us. So mm-hmm. Corwin worked on the road. Nice. Um, so we were in a good a financial spot, a financial spot where mm-hmm. we just we thought it would just be better to, to try to keep as much 
yeah, hotel yeah. life. You know, honestly, and, like yeah. if you if you get like a good night's sleep somewhere, it's so much better than like saving the money because like the next day you wake up and you're like, oh my god, I can be a person. Like, wow. Yeah, you know, I have motivation. Got to the point yeah. where it's like, if we ever if we are ever actually touring and we can't do this, that's fine. But we can right now. Let's just do it. Yeah, just at, the, at the time, then yeah, fuck yeah. You know, we just fucking snug up. You know, pull the pole or hold the hole, but not pull the hole. Uh, <laughs> Run that by me again. <laughs> There's a whole well, spiel, huh? <laughs> it was our sleeping rules. Yeah, uh, it's a way like when you pull the pole or hold the hole, but not pull the hole. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, if you if you oh, sleep wow. next to okay. someone, no, like the last <laughs> thing you really want in the middle of the night is to just go. Oh. You would help me the hand signals. <laughs> yeah, that really. Uh, yeah, I get yeah. it now. Yeah. So for anyone that wasn't. Following that, it's either dick to dick or ass to ass, but never dick to ass. Yeah, yeah that's true. Unless no, fair you're enough. into that kind of thing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with your thing. It's your thing. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I'm not here to judge. Um, all right, so, so you, you guys went to Victory. You played the show. Right. So you, uh, you and, and then Victory, they they got back to you guys. They did not. I thought. Oh, no. So that, so, so that was what just. What about the. Uh, so. Okay. Yeah. Just let them, yeah. Um, so you do the thing, you tour a little yeah. bit, play so, some shows, and, one, and note, one note about us staying in Chicago there was, um, which I fucking love that city. It's a. Uh, hey Devin, can you yeah. have me an Allagash wipe from the fridge on your way back then? Yeah, uh, deep cuts. We, uh, that was our, our closest call with like a really shitty tour experience where that night in Chicago, uh, the general rule of thumb was always you back your trailer up against something. Mm-hmm. And we were parked in the Columbia parking lot uh, and our trailer was in, we just took up two spaces in the middle row. Mm-hmm. We went to the trailer that morning and our lock had been broken off. Wow. Oh yeah. So not the right. lock. We actually had the lock where you couldn't clip it, but they broke the rusty beams to open our trailer doors. Wow. Um, oh, so you guys got a bunch of shit. They stolen. stolen. Yeah. No. Like, ev- no, what? Nope. So it was broken and the doors were ready. All you had to do was pull them up to open them. Yeah. Someone must have caught whoever was doing it. Right. We, we have no idea. We have no idea. But uh, we didn't find this out until. So. Oh, oh that's oh, yeah. right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. we're now. <laughs> we're leaving. We're leaving Chicago. <laughs> we're heading to. Uh, we played Kent, Ohio, the next day. We headed back. So we had done a run where we went like down south to like Virginia. We yeah. headed west to Tennessee. Came back up. Again, we did like a lot of Midwest, Northeast, like middle. Mm-hmm. We didn't. You know, we had. Plan to maybe book some runs to Texas to do South by So You were east of the Mississippi. Yeah, but we just didn't. We were really trying to cement like a a launching point, if you sure. You know, more yeah. Long Island was the goal. Like I said. Yeah. Uh, so again, I'm driving, leaving this parking lot. It's funny because the day before, I actually ran over a traffic cone in Chicago construction, and we threw that in the trailer. <laughs> so we're leaving the parking lot. I take a right, driving down. We're probably two blocks down. And an SUV drives by, a Chicago PD, and they have the megaphone. And like, Your trailer doors are open, and they took <laughs> off. Like they didn't even stop. Holy shit! And so we're in the middle of traffic, throwing the hazards. We stop. <laughs> and first of all, I was like, the, the the police didn't stop at all. You know, it's just it was really funny. Um, so. Ryan nice. Bul- <laughs> my boy Ryan Bulky, oh, who's now your roommate? My roommate Ryan Bulky jumps out of the. The van runs down two blocks to where the parking lot was. We had the first thing when you open the door to the van was all of our guitars lined up, standing up. So that case right there, Jackie, uh, one of his, and I think one of Luke's guitars all fell out. And the traffic cone fell out in front of a construction site. So they're like, convenient. Hey, that looks horrible. (laughs) That one's one of ours. But uh, it's called being inconspicuous. Yeah. So. 
that was that was close. I mean, we uh, we ended up going to a gas station a couple blocks down and pulling over, and um, we had some. Thankfully, had some like random chains and another lock, and mm-hmm. just had to like wrap the arms up. But I mean, all is, of, is this a story about when your locks got busted? Yeah. In? yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, that was our that was going our, our one really close call. You know, um, <clears throat> I look at you know uh, my boy Blue, my Ernie Ball uh, <laughs> for a while. Love that, that was Dude, like I fucking love it. That was my that was my tour guitar. It was my favorite. You know, it's still my favorite guitar I've ever owned. And you know, we almost lost all that. You know, Ryan Stingwall, all this crazy. stuff. Crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of money. Oh yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's almost ten thousand dollars worth of gear. one convenient bundle. I know. Just yeah. like <laughs> so. I don't know. I don't know if there's some some Batman or Spider Man figure out there that stopped this man. But if you're ever listening, thank you so much. Everybody gets one. But Tom Peter, no, that was. We got. We were really lucky, man, and I. I this experience was super cool, and I, I'll never. I'll never regret any of it. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so hold on. So, so victory but, never got back to you. So all right. So yeah. Let's get to that. So we 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 did that tour. We got back. We did some more recording. We were like, we just got to keep doing the singles thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a more stripped down, like less meticulous version of a song. We did Mother when we came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that song slaps. I fucking I love fucking that love song. song. That's, that's really- not on Spotify, which is very upsetting. Yeah, we use a thing called TuneCore, and I think that one laps, or the Spotify laps, but it's on iTunes still. I don't know. It's okay. it's out there somewhere. It's, okay. it's on it's on the YouTube. It's yeah. on the YouTube. Um, YouTube. And we were at the time writing oh. for the full length that we wanted to do at some point. Um, so we came back. Uh, we had um, we had been going to Warp Tour. With, uh, Sorry, what? Warped Tour? We have been, been going to Warp Tour with the help of Rob for a couple of years. He got us some, some all-access passes and uh, just as like a networking thing. Sure, yeah. Uh, and, you know, we, uh, Luke had got, actually, Luke actually went to a handful of dates with, we had download cards. Mm. And he went and just handed out, handed out download cards. Fuck so, yeah. Sick. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah. If you have networking. the opportunity, why not? Yeah, I mean, we had talked about actually following Warp Tour at one point and it was just something that wasn't really in the cards for us. Um, well, it would have been if we wanted it more, I guess. Right. But, uh, so Luke ran into actually someone from Victory. Uh, That's like an awkward like next day text, basically. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, oh, hey. And was he, it good for you? Yeah. No, and this was this was late. This was like a year and change down the road. And uh, you know, he he approached him about a conversation, and it was <coughs> it was one of the contacts we had. And uh, what it boiled down to was they weren't impressed with our ability. They were they were worried about us being able to tour. And uh, it was funny because we had been put in that situation where we were all exhausted. Right. You know, and it was a test. They're like, oh, we're worried about you being uh, able to tour even though you played a show, you have think, to play a show, and then play another show. Yeah. Do you think it was all purposeful? Do you think they? Do you, do you think they knew they had? Maybe I don't. You know, I don't believe that they. We could have easily not had a show the day before, or the day after, or the day of. Right. You know, we could have easily scheduled it better. Um, but a lot of it too came down to the unfortunate side of the industry too, with uh, with like appearances and um, the right. cosmetic thing, and you know, we were a quirky bunch of dudes, and um, it, and, it, and it sucks <laughs> that that it, it, to me that's the the biggest um, frust. Well, besides not being signed, that's obviously a huge frustration. One of the biggest frustrations is metal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at a, go to a metal show. Everyone looks like an idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's you, you get your outliers, you know, and you look at our last night. They're all good-looking, well-put-together guys, especially Matt. Some handsome boys. Especially the Wentworths. Mm-hmm. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense that in metal that image should be a thing. 
And for the record, we were all some handsome boys. That's what I'm saying. Everybody uh, was <laughs> very, very handsome. Not except, to toot my own horn. Right. Yeah. But but it's... It, it's Sorry, did, did you talk about why? I just, a little I'm just bit. Being, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You got but what, what, what's the exact reason why they were like, here's exactly yeah, so why they didn't sign uh, you? Yeah. So Luke ran someone for victory. Sorry to reiterate for everyone that isn't Kyle. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> I might have prostate cancer. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> just Christ. Continue. Anyway, uh, continue. Yeah, so it just boiled down to that uh, they weren't impressed with our performance. Uh, they were worried about the our vocal performances, uh, which I still think is just totally unfair to to jeff in particular because mm-hmm. um, i thought we sounded sounded great on tour in general we, right. we toured well and like i said we were able to we were willing to just be like fuck it let's get a good night's sleep let's just put pay money out of pocket to yeah. stay in a fucking hotel right you know it wasn't you know to stay at a fucking whatever six seven day in or whatever the hell motel six let's just not get a bunch of food tomorrow. Let's get fucking Chex Mix bold instead. Right. And that is the best Chex Mix. It oh, it is it the is best. Nice. Um, I like the ranch. But, you know, just, you know, however, 10, I'll 15 bucks out of pocket each to just split a hotel room. Just yeah. To, have, to like, be able to have a pillow. Yeah. And a pillow, you know. And right. a shower. And a, yeah, and it, it was just, just so we, I felt like we toured really well and there were plenty of times where we did sleep in the van and, you know, worst case scenario, you'd wake up and be like, I'm tired. But like, we were fine. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't, yeah. it was just a whole culmination bed. of like being on tour, playing that show, driving overnight, having a shitty night's sleep, playing that. And the, the stress of that that event itself too was just, was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we hit that point and uh, that was extremely discouraging uh, for a lot of reasons. And it, it boiled down to, you know, everything that we had worked towards with our band as a business. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we were, everything we were doing was a business decision you know, we didn't record full albums because it was a business decision. We wanted right. to save that for someone to record and sign us, you know, or sign mm-hmm. and record us. Um, and that was kind of the beginning of us really getting uh, really getting bummed out. Um, we did some more recording after that. We did Hollow Eyes. We actually recorded that with Matt Wentworth and uh, Matt Labonte, who worked out of uh, Project 2 in Manchester, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, we released that song... Afterwards, after that tour, mm-hmm. uh, toured again on that. We just did some more touring, kept the connections going. Uh, we put together what we thought was going to be our album, and we said, all right, so we saw a handful of bands do the Indiegogo thing. Let's try our hand at that. Uh, was this, hang on, was it, uh, it so you, you guys went with Victory. I thought there was like a Rise Records thing. Or was that after the Indiegogo? Yeah, and that was that was just kind of like, so that's later. Um, that sure. was something okay. with, uh, you know, Luke had some connections, and that was never something that that would have never have been Anchor Lines. They were interested in the song. They were interested in specific members. Okay. And it was, yeah. it was kind of that was like the the bottom. Pick. That's that's that the, was like, hey, we'll take you, but also you need to rise, kick out two of your. That's the rise way. Yeah, that's like, how rise works. They were right. like, lose these two guys, and we'll replace them in backtrack bass. You know, and you're like, you're like. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, eat dicks. We're but, uh, good. They had yeah. expressed right. interest. They had a contact that reached out to us, and Luke and I had had been writing some songs. That was you know way later down the road, okay. and gotcha. you know that was something that we decided to obviously not pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, uh, yeah, I mean, we did more touring. The, the Indigo thing was really a straw that broke the camel's back. We we had planned this record. Uh, we were demoing. We spent the whole summer demoing at. at and, sorry for timeline. That was 2014, 2015. 
Yeah, whatever. Arise 2014. No, no, the Indiegogo. Yeah, so 2014, we were going to record with Jay Moss, who was the guitar player and writer and recorder for Defeater. Yep. Um, His studio was in Haverhill. His Uh, studio is sick. It was awesome. Um, So we had planned to record a full length with him, and we just were like, fuck it. We're going for it. We're doing it. Mm -hmm. Fuck shopping this. Let's just get it out there kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of after a couple bands had done Indiegogos and there was mixed response to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people had had success. Yeah. You and see, think, you see like big success and big not success. Yeah, and it's and like, eh, fuck it. That was something that we, uh, we had hit. It was similar to the genre we were playing in general where we were just too late. You know, with Indiegogo, yeah. we were just too late for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got, that was, that was rough, man. We, wrong place, wrong time. We had, we had enough people that we thought had, had supported us that would have pushed it. Yeah. To where we needed it to be, uh, and we were way low on our goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up pulling the Indiegogo, refunding everyone that had had donated, mm-hmm. um, and that's not a knock on anyone that did support us. Uh, I mean, if anything, they, it's it's a pat us, on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah people, right. had, people had given us years and years of of so much um, support and help. If anything, that's tough on those people because like. If you're donating to a cause where you're like, man, I really would like this, it, it kind of sucks to be like, hey, we're pulling this out and we're refunding you because like you as like a right. big fan of this, fuck. you're like, fucking A, dude, yeah. what yeah. the fuck? It's there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, that, and it seems like that's a kind of, kind of a common theme with you guys is just r- wrong timing. Like you're yeah. like a year too late, you know what I mean? Or two years too late. Yeah, and, and, like, and that's just, what sucks about music is like it's, it's all, it's, a lot of it is timing. Yeah, and that's the thing that you you see with a lot of the bands that are successful. And and as a reference, the bands that we looked up to, they were a lot of those bands were at the the, the height of their popularity. Right. Yeah. You know, in that genre, <clears throat> you look at a band like, um, you know, their accident side, but goes inside. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they were one of the headliners for Warp Tour, and then right. You know, they had they had done some pretty decent mm-hmm. sized headlining tours. A big but, band. But and that's then- that genre just doesn't have a lot of longevity to it and that's why right, you look right. at you know reference like way earlier we talked about polaris you know like bringing a fresh look at a new a old genre they're uh, they're kind of bringing it back a little mm-hmm. bit you know they're trying to at least right and uh so yeah we we had hit a point with indiegogo uh we actually played a show in window at the Wyndham vet center uh was the show that we decided that we weren't going to be a band anymore um that's that's tough to be hard. at a show and be like we're good this is it. and yeah. it's funny because that's the same that's when i got the call to try out for ankle lines you know it's, it's a weird full circle kind of Whoa. situation yeah um and it's the funniest thing about that show was uh luke ryan and i are sitting in the van and we're parked pretty far off in the grass there and uh we see this guy pissing on our trailer <laughs> Fuck. And so we, you know, we, we like popped that, that was the camel that, or the straw that broke the camel's yeah, we, back. We, we it was a camel that broke the straw's back. Yeah, it's whatever. So we popped out and started yelling at this guy, and this dude was fucking hammered. This older dude, he should have had no business at the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, like, tried to pull Luke out of the van. And it, Jesus like, Christ. it turned into this whole thing where we ended up having to, we, like, we called the police. Like, they killed shit. the guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, dead. I had a spear. I had to try to. Yeah. <laughs> no, we. Uh, Where'd you get that? <laughs> no, we. Uh, we ended up having name? to call the police, and uh, it sucked because like the promoter was pissed. Oh like, yeah. A bunch of people left, and it turned into this whole thing, and like it, we ended up like trying to like get away from this guy, like going into the show, and it caused this whole scene, and like this girl, it ended up being like this mom and dad of this person that was playing the show, and the dude was an alcoholic, and she was like, "Don't call the cops," and. It's too late. It sucked, man. It felt like you know we weren't trying to narc on anybody, but mm-hmm. it, you know it was 
our property and this guy was trying to assault us kind of thing. Right, yeah. And it was like, you know, the punk rock's done here. Like, seriously, like, this, this situation could have turned pretty pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. And it was the only way to get him to leave us alone, unfortunately. So, um, that that night, that show, um, uh, Jeff had actually drove, he drove up with his, his girlfriend, now wife, Candace. Uh, he wasn't with us. He drove back, um, and we had kind of a weird interaction, all of us together, and that was the, the ride back uh, we had talked about. Like, that mm-hmm. was the first time we ever talked about, like, like, hey, this might be it. Let's cancel Indiegogo. This, like, I don't know, just things were not going great, and it was just a, kind of a culmination. Yeah. Well, like, between, yeah, between, like, all these things, like, it's pretty easy to be, like, disheartened yeah, over the situation. Yeah, it was a financial investment, man. You know, we, had a, we had a van, we had a trailer, we had insurance, we had all this stuff, and Corwin was great at organizing all that, but it was just, it was bills adding up, and it was just... It was hard. Uh, we ended up going and, you know, we canceled the Indiegogo, but we had to put money down to book that time with Jamos. And he's the businessman. He's like, hey, you know, you guys still yeah. like, you owe me the, what you said you were going to do. So we ended up kind of cutting an even deal with him going down. And we recorded uh, guitars and drums for the final song we all wrote as a band together, uh, which is just titled Snow Song. Oh, I, uh, I've heard. Yeah, I, I you guys must have heard that. I haven't heard it. Yeah, I've I, heard it. Yeah, I we'll play. Have not heard it's that. Friendsgiving. Well, yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah. You're good. But it's it's the closest song to my heart that we ever we ever worked on. Um, it's it's awesome. It's a killer song. Mm-hmm. But uh, we didn't even finish that with with Jay. It just sucked, you know. Yeah. And it was a shitty time. Like I spilled a beer on Corwin's laptop. He was pissed. Like we never even like resolved that. And like, yeah. uh, you know, I felt awful about that. Sorry, Corwin. Did <laughs> you try you. the rice trick? <laughs> did you try turning it off and on? Uh, did you try turning it off and on? Once a uh, week, I throw my I soul into a rice bowl, and it seems to be okay. But uh, yeah, it just sucked, man. Uh, but it was again, it, the the whole run was just was killer. We had a lot of awesome people. Uh, I have a couple more shout outs I just want to throw out there. Uh, we already said Matt, Rob, Shane, Chris Steves again from uh, Connecticut and New York. Uh, Chris, he was an awesome, awesome supporter of us. He put us on shows with North Lane. Uh, Ever heard of them? Uh, you know, which we had our breaks fail and break down while we went to that mm-hmm. show in Danbury, Connecticut. Oh. And uh, I was shout out to Ryan Bulky's dad who went from Albany, New York, down to Danbury, Connecticut to pick us up and tow our trailer back to New Hampshire and drive back home to go to Albany to go to work the next morning. Jesus. And then Jeff... What a saint. Wow. Jeff went with the, the tow truck guy to bring the, the, the van back. That's, that sucked. That was, that was another one of those moments where you're like, what the fuck? This, this sucks. <laughs> um, crazy. Uh, John Corsilio was an awesome friend of ours. He's really good friends with Josh Dota. Uh, oh, really? He lives down in uh, South Jersey in Vineland. Uh, he let us stay there countless amount of times. We had a couple emergency t- situations. Uh, it was a fucking awesome dude. Sick spot for any band. He had hosted a lot of bands there. It's like the loft of his like hangar that's repurposed <laughs> as a photo studio and a car workshop. That sounds cool as hell. It was so sick. You know, John Spinney went with us once. Uh, Burt Cullinane, who's yeah. done a lot of really awesome stuff now. Uh, he does. He actually did the newest Currents video. Yeah. What was uh, uh, What was his band at the in, in numbers. numbers? Yeah. Yeah. And which Nico? Uh, yeah. He's in Great American Ghost now. Huge props to those guys and Nico for getting uh, his sponsorships and stuff. That band is just fucking. Yeah, heavy they're as, flying. Heavy as shit. He's so good. Um, 
Same with Currents. Those guys are fucking awesome. Ryan's my boy. We played with his old band Forsaken for forever. Like that was like some of the best shows we ever played. Currents put us on their EP release show in Connecticut back in 2012. Like those guys hooked us up huge. Um, and then our, our homies in uh, Beyond Dishonor, mm-hmm. we did a, we did like a two leg tour with them, and then we did with Lions Lions, which those dudes had the worst luck ever. Like their van, <laughs> <laughs> their van was always fucking broken. We we had actually the, the one of those Lammies had like ten shows we never even played. Like we had, to, <laughs> we had to drop so many shows because that tour just fell apart. Because those dudes were like, hey, our shit fucking sucked again. Our van exploded again. Sorry. Um, but Sorry. just talk about resilience. Like those guys just for for so long saw I know like record deals and different lineups and mm-hmm. you know up and down in popularity those dudes are fucking always always fun to play with always fun to be around Cal, yeah. uh, awesome but uh yeah beyond dishonor those dudes are from uh from jersey brian wes um uh, they're fucking the dudes reese how can i forget reese uh but yeah um Music as a businessman, it's it's, it's a fucking. It's fuck. So, so, a, a so real, the one thing, shit. and like I, it's um, before we kind of wrap it up, like yeah. so I think it was like it was a couple weeks ago. So like for a while, so like Anchor Lines hadn't like officially been a band um, for probably a, a couple years at this point, but you guys still had like you know obviously the Spotify, the iTunes, the YouTube, the whatever. But like just recently, you guys like closed out like hey, let's cash out. Whatever we get yeah. left. Yeah, we had a bank like, account. Yeah. Uh, we had an Anchorline's bank account for, you know, and that was essential. You know, it, it was a business. We it's, were, it's a business. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, know, for sure. We, we managed all of our Spotify, our merch sales, and all that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, we kind of closed the doors, like, officially as far as the financial side of it goes, where we had been sitting all this money, where the hopes were maybe one day we'll just fucking just do the record and mm-hmm. just put it out there and... Mm-hmm. Never play it, never tour on it, whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, we had hopes of that. You know, the songs are all there. We had some, you know, I was really proud of the of music that we never released. It was it was super yeah. cool. I would say, like, I was, um, again, maybe it's the White Claws talking, but, like, I, I, like I'm, I'm super proud of, like, the music that you did put out. And, like, I still, to this day, however long, 2012, so at this point, Seven almost years, eight years yeah. ago, like, I'll listen to. I'm like, this is still fucking really good. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. Go pee. Okay, Nick, go yeah, pee. go piss. <laughs> Enjoy your pee. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to the invisible. No, oh, I guess I'll wait. But I'm, no, like, I, I still, I, I still, no. <laughs> I still like. I still listen to anchor lines. Like I, I, I still legitimately. I still have them on my phone. Yeah, yeah like, pop like, up on the, and we've brought them up on the podcast before. Like they're a, a sick band, and like <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's it's tough not to when you have like such a like a personal grab on something like that. That's part like, of it too. Being yeah. like friends with like Nick over the years, and like you guys kind of like fell out of the music thing for a while. But mm-hmm. him and I were really like working on it for a while. Yeah, we were going, fucking yeah. balling out on it. But like. It's tough to not be invested in something that's good when you have such a like a personal grab. It's yeah. it's really tough to. Well, like, it was just one of those things go, where so. like it was like actually like really good, but then also it just like like exponentially made it better because it was like oh he's my, my buddy. Boy. Yeah, right. so it's like one. Well, of like that's bits. like the icing yeah. on the cake is that you're like oh yeah it's like he's a great friend of mine like well, this that the other thing and then you hear what they're doing and you're like. This is like Christ. this is fucked yeah. up. Like it, you're like yeah, it, it hurts. So like, so, so my I say like throughout. Stop cutting me off. Yeah, yeah. Through, throughout mouth, like Kyle. this entire like storyline, it's been like interesting to hear like the ups and downs because like I've been there for some of it. Like him and I were 
super tight at the time. So like, right. But it's been like really up and down for me this whole time because like you hear the success and you're like, yeah. And then you hear like the real downside of it and like you can relate. Like it sucks, dude. It really hurts. Like it's not good. Well, my my favorite thing too is like my buddy, uh, actually you've all met him, my buddy Jeff, uh, not the vocalist Rankalines, but my other buddy Jeff, like I remember showing him, he like just recently started getting into like metalcore and that whole genre and I showed him Anchorlines and I remember him being like, I was like, oh, yeah, check out this band. Like, didn't preface it with, like, I used to be in a band with him. Right. Like, he's my boy. Also, at, at that point, like, he's my roommate. Like, I was just, just, just check him out. And then uh, eventually it got to the point where, where uh, he's like, oh, my God, these guys are sick. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my roommate's band. He's like, right. excuse me? Like, right, right. And, that, and that's what's frustrating is, like, <clears throat> the, the potential was there. Yeah. It had all the pieces. And it just sucks that people in suits can be like, Nope. Yeah. But, and to to reference something that we bring up a lot on this podcast is that I think if you guys were to do it all again <clears throat> nowadays, I think it would be a little bit different because the avenues for you to get your music out there are better, are more accessible for people. And, and that, that could be kind of a, that could I be know. a, you don't think so? I don't know. I think the, uh, you, obviously you need the push a little bit from like a record company, but I don't, but I don't, at the same time, I don't. I mean, but like, it, it it's, it's not necessary now in this day and age, no. but now at this point, help, like, though. as much as I would like a, that kind of music release, there's a lot of that music already. So it's tough already to out. grab a market when the market is already saturated. Yeah, so. I mean, it's, yeah. Tough. it's important to look at like what, uh, what records in the genre were you listening to? Oh, the new record by a band that's been in it for a long time. Right. You know, and, and part, exactly. of it, part of it too, which was tough was, uh, you know, and this is one funny thing with our last night was that. <gasps> When they started playing, and uh, I mean, again, those dudes are fucking awesome. But uh, uh, they would just generalize. They'd be like, "We're from Boston." Yeah, like I, re- I remember that. hearing that, and I was Who like, the "Oh, fuck? oh like, man, it's Come easier." On. Yeah. He would say, it's "Bitch, you're from Hollis." <laughs> yeah, we're from Hollis, New Hampshire. Like, like, where? Like, Who gives a fuck about Hollis? Yeah. People don't even know what New Hampshire is. They're like, "Is that part of Canada?" Yeah. Like, Actually, it's not. It's no, close. No. Some of it is. <laughs> is it, no, my favorite is like, "Is that like Boston?" No, no, no. I would go New Hampshire. They go where? And you go like, "Oh, it's like near Boston." Like you don't have an accent, and you're like. You know what? Just fine. Like, whatever. Shut your fucking mouth. Fine. You shut yeah. the. <laughs> you zip <laughs> your mouth. No, I mean that, a big piece of it was not having a good. Uh, you know, we we had great home shows, uh, mm-hmm. but it just for whatever reason, New Hampshire's always been this weird. New, you could say that for most of New England, which is tough because, like, yeah. um, like as far as so, like, I was in Hollow Point with like Logan. You've met him here and there, but Logan left. Hollow Point in general. He left the entire area, moved to Arizona. Yeah. Um, moved two different bands. Moved recently to Louisiana, which is a whole thing. But like, he just recently they asked him to join Reflections, the band. Yeah. Which is fucking heard, incredible for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is sick. But like, I talked to him because him and I were really really close, and like, basically. His entire spiel on the entire thing is like New England versus literally everywhere else, and at least the United States is like New England. Everyone is just like really crass, really like sour in general. It's really hard to be successful because like what the fuck are you trying to say? Everyone's yeah. really bitter here in general. Like what? people, I love it. 
Wait, no, I don't. You can it's the like it's just really tough because there's so much competitiveness when right. in re- like in reality, like you really want to be like making friends with people and like trying to succeed together, right. which is what most of the country is. But New England is like, nah, fuck that band. We're better than them. Welcome to Boston, so, like, baby. Yep. Like, well, literally, he moved from moved from New Hampshire, moved to Arizona, was in a band called Mother Sound. I think he still is in Mother Sound. I'm not sure. Okay. Don't hold me to that. But. Join Mother Sound has his own personal thing, and then like from there, it's like the sky's the limit for him because like he does his own recordings. He's really good at networking, and like and now he's found his way. And like, granted, it's not like a ground up band. Like Reflections has been a band for a while, okay. but just in the sense that like he can have the support out there to be like, hey, you can do this, that, the other thing. And now he's in like a touring act regularly. Sick. So. And like you couldn't do that around here. You couldn't be from Boston oh, and be like, "Oh, I'm no. just going to join yeah. a touring act." Like it's a, not right. a big thing. Yeah. Like it's it's true though. It's, <coughs> it's a weird a weird era we're living in with uh, with with music in general. I mean, you look at uh, the whole the whole thing is is looking at how you looked at it when you were a kid. You know, your youthful misconceptions of how the industry works versus how it does work. Mm-hmm. You know, someone. Someone who has no idea looks at it and goes, okay, how do I go from playing guitar in my living room to being Taylor Swift? Mm. I don't know why I've brought her up twice. but That's fine. She's, she's the theme of the podcast. That's why. She's great. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, how do you get from, that's not A to B, it's A, that's A to Z. You know, there's, right. there are those many, that many right. stops in between. And, uh, Just be a tall, hot blonde. Especially. <laughs> I thought I was. You are tall. Does help. Yeah, it does help. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, you have too no, much body it's, here. It's, uh, so, yeah. um, <laughs> it's just funny to look, especially in a genre that, especially in a genre that, <laughs> especially, no, you won't do it. Don't, I don't, don't want it. Crack, uh, I don't uh, want it. Especially in a genre that less people care about, you know, like metalcore, you're like, that's the problem. Like, who the that's fuck cares? You know? Well, it's tough because like, it, for Taylor Swift, for the example, like her market is so huge, like her piece of the pie for music in general is massive oh, because like huge. anyone can listen to that. But then you're like, all right, so let's break it down to metal, right? So like that encapsulates metalcore, grindcore, or whatever Literally the fuck you want. Heavy, so yeah. then you're like, okay, so now we're in the metal. Now we're at like 10 percent of that entire right. music pie. Right. And then you're like, okay, now metalcore. <laughs> so now you're now now you're down to like now you're down to like six percent. Six. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're at six percent. Then you're like, okay, so now you're like melodic hardcore, and it's even worse. Now you're at like three percent. It's just so divided. And which is why it's like so hard to break out in that kind of music because like the conditions have to be just so right. Like everything, timing wise has to be right. The sound has to be right. Like where the you're at has as a band, right. image. Yeah. Im- that's a big thing. image is a huge look at, thing. Look at the and I I do want to try to wrap this up because I feel like it's been a fifteen. No, nah, let's podcast. keep going. This but, is good. Um, but look at all the big bands. He has spoken. No, but, 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 <laughs> but, but Kyle has spoken. But look at all the big bands. They all they have an image and they all look so yeah. Um, but but look at like hang on was that our last white claw? Yes it was. It's we just went through a twelve pack of white claw yeah, on this podcast. And by the way, Nick did not drink any of them. Fucking uh, no loss for me. But look on. at big bands, right? Oh, look yeah. at I need a beer. Suicide Silence and Bring Me the Horizon, Attack Attack, Whitechapel, and like fucking name a band. They're all the image is a big part of it, yeah. and, that's, and that's what sucks about the industry in general. Is that? But the, that's all of it. I know, and that's what that's sucks. All of it. It's just in music in general, it has to be that. Entertainment factor. I think that, that I think look what a bright sucks. side to look at right now in 2019 going on to 2020, which is in my opinion great because you see it 
like I like I said, you're not super active on Twitter, but like you no. see a lot of it on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Is that not like just music specifically, but in general, general people life. people are paying more attention to people that are. Um, I guess like subject matter experts on their thing. People are paying more attention to people that are good at the thing they do, whether it's fucking right. doing your own makeup, whether it's playing music, whether it's That's fucking true. driving a car. People are giving less of a shit about what you look like if you are good <clears throat> and how an you expert are. at the thing. And how you are. Which is, in my opinion, absolutely excellent. Because there oh, are yeah. people that literally you look at them and you're like, oh, you're an anime nerd, which... Right. Who gives a shit? It's not my thing. But like, you'll see anime nerd, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna Don't teach you. Shit about anime. I'm gonna teach you how to tear down this entire car." And people are like, "All right, like, yep." Yeah. Right. And like, which is excellent. I'm like, like so glad it's finally fucking happening. Where people are like, "Who gives a fuck? What you look like? What your background is? Anything? If you are good at this thing, we will pay attention the, to you." The quality and the content of the person is starting to become more important than what they look like. Which right. Is, which, mm-hmm. is which is how it should have fucking been the it whole time. True. But. but but you're going to talk can about top five anime because you said the word. <laughs> I'm just saying. No. I, I don't have a top five anime. My favorite anime, anime um, is. Uh, Spirited Away is great. Um, that's pretty much it. I was going to make up shit. Spirited Away is a good anime. Dragon Ball Z, I yeah. guess if you count it. My favorite Z. anime Gundam is fucking, was fun. Uh, Johnny Bravo. Let me but, spit uh, it real quick for you. Go ahead. Top five Ooh. anime Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, mm-hmm. Shamri- Samurai Shampoo, Demon Slayer, new but fucking perfectness shown in action. Psychopaths, <clears throat> and we'll go with a classic here. We'll go with Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, hell yeah. You, you have, have to. My favorite, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you yeah. count it. My That's favorite nice. anime is Samurai Jack. But, um, yeah. <laughs> close. <laughs> yeah, close. <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying fucking Avatar's anime. Yeah, Jesus exactly. Christ. So, well, hold on. So, oh. so, so, what's your favorite anime, Kyle? Yeah, Kyle. Tell us your favorite anime. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, if you can. Oh, fuck that. off. Uh, uh, gu- uh, hold on. Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing. I was just talking about that. Uh, Nick, you guys I, remember I Zoids? Like, hey, well, well for, I, I think at this point, like, we could probably go on about five hours. But, but yeah, I want to I want, I want to thank you for, like, taking the time to talk through this. I, I think it's important. I think it's important was, for, like... We were talking about this while you were peeing, and um, I have the same thoughts because this... The, the the point I've gotten, or not the point, but like the basically expression I've gotten out of this, this is kind of like a fucking emotional roller coaster because you have to relive all the shit that you already went through. So I, from someone who kind of sort of did the same thing, I really appreciate it because it's fucking tough to talk about yeah, when shit man. doesn't go right. Yeah, it sucks, it's, dude. It sucks. No. So we we, we appreciate talking. Like, we all know the story. But it's different. I'm, I'm glad you were able to open up about it and like do it in a neutral <laughs> setting. And we wholeheartedly appreciate having this conversation because like we've talked about it like as friends like we've had this discussion but like probably not this in depth yeah like we we haven't really me and you have for sure but i, yeah, I mean you lived together so yeah. it's a different story <laughs> a little different, but yeah, like yeah. we haven't like i haven't dug this deep with this with you um in this context at all so like it's been interesting for me to like hear some of the stuff that i didn't know and it's it sucks you know, it's it it sucks that some things went poorly. I'm glad you had um, as much success as you did. Like, there's both ends of it. You know, it's yeah, good I mean, and it's, bad. But it's, it's it's it takes a lot of uh, like heart basically to be able to talk about it in like a level manner and just thanks. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a good time. I mean, it, like we could go on for a long time with for all sure. that stuff. Um, it's it's really interesting to look back at it too. You know, I'm, I I did some notes for myself, and it's really interesting to see like. Uh, there's obviously way more good than bad. Right. You know? Hell yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's, 
I like like I I say it sucks in the sense that it like uh, it sucks that like it ended the way it ended. But yeah, yeah. And that, that's despite a, that, like it's just like a tough way to close it out is to like have like this that and the other thing happen. Be like ah oh, fucking a like yeah. We for sure uh, kind of called the quits on it, which kind of. Which sucked, but uh, well, as I said, like recently, like I, I think I brought it before, like you guys stopped, like you were like, all right, we're done, but like we're still on Spotify, and they still are. Go check that's them out, good. Anchor Lines. But like it was like, hey, we close our bank account, like let's cash out. That's like, like we're, we're that's done. like a closure thing at that point. Yeah, basically. well, it's funny because the one thing which we didn't really touch on was like after we broke up as a band, uh, you know, Jeff and I really stayed close for a while. Uh, I was uh, a groomsman in this wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful wedding good time <laughs> actually at my old job red hook which was pretty funny um thanks yeah. to my chaperone kyle crew uh, oh fuck <laughs> i remember that night <laughs> unfortunately but, um, yeah but uh Oof. no i mean we we tried to keep it going we worked with a couple of buddies of ours who had uh, a handful of members from a band called um uh, uh farewell dreamer mm-hmm. uh we tried to have like an anchor lines 3.0 kind of thing mm-hmm. uh it just never felt right. I mean, I, I wrote a lot of songs myself and with Jeff. And uh, it's funny when you lose, when we didn't, you know, when we didn't have Corwin, basically. It's funny how, how different it is. And it just never felt right. Mm-hmm. And we never were able to get it off the ground. Corwin gave us his, you know, his blessing, so to speak. He was like, yeah, I don't care, whatever you guys want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we tried to not use a lot of the songs that he had primarily done. For sure, yeah. Um, it's one thing about, yeah, your group is that but then it was, when, when everyone is an integral part of the band, which is, like, ideally how you want it to go, it sucks when it, you're in a band, like, let's say you have five people, and you have two people doing everything and three people just along for the ride. That fucking blows. But when you have five people that all have, like, their own, like, specialty. So, like, Corwin... Did like a, a lot of the music and stuff, and like Luke did like a lot of the networking, and like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's tough trying to move forward when you have two people that are like really gung ho about everything, and then three people that are just like, yeah, dude, like I can play the drums to that part or whatever. Like it's it's tough to make something happen when not everyone is vested. Yeah, it was a totally different feel, and that's why it never kind of took off. Right, uh, but. It sucks. I mean, we have, we have so much material between what Anchor Lines was, what it was like afterwards, and like we have so many songs that just never yeah. never had to finish, which which is the worst. That's part. probably the worst. Yeah, you know, who I, not giving a shit about releasing it to anyone, mm-hmm. but like even finishing just in the general, songs for not ourselves, having it know? done. Yeah, jeez, like, how many songs in my SoundCloud I don't even fucking vocals on them? Where Jeff yeah. wrote vocals for? It's like fucking a man. Yeah. I just want to hear what those songs. Dude, I remember <laughs> like when I moved in when I moved in with you. I remember you were like, "Hey, check this out," and it was like. Here's like two albums worth of Anchorline songs. Yeah. It's like motherfucker, like <laughs> come on, just get them out there. You know, it's it's just so funny. And Jeff had done an awesome job with a ton of those demos. And uh, I I don't even know what happened to the songs that actually had vocals on them. Like I don't even I have no idea. Yeah. And it's like what the fuck? Like <laughs> come on, you have a catalog that's ever. like as long All as right. a CVS receipt. Hell yeah! All right, so I I so um, two things. One. I mean, this is the longest podcast we've had. So again, thank you. This is incredible. Yeah, we, we Everything it. Devin has said, this has been phenomenal of like opening up and really digging into it. This has been great. Um, I, I, I want to talk where we want to talk about two things. One, I don't think we should do a whom you've been bumping. No, we're, yeah, at, we're at like two and a half hours. I was about basically. To say, I feel like this has been but we, we need to be some hang editing. On, hang probably. on. No, 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 edit, no edits, bitch. I have to edit it. 
<laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I we have, have, I have, all right, no, hush. I have a wedding video to do. Yeah. I have the Friendsgiving video to do, and now I have to edit this on top of it. You guys owe me money. <laughs> no, that's fair. The Friendsgiving can happen. I, I, do want, I do want to talk about one thing, though, to, to wrap this up. We're, we're at 2.15. <laughs> Hashtag two fifteen. Oh, uh, shit. We're at, fucking reference. I need. We need to. We need to wrap this up. I, I. I wanted to talk about one thing. Can you please talk about four dicks? Yes, I can. Absolutely. <laughs> I. I. I'm, I'm going to make this quick. I'm going to make this quick. But no, 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 no. Take your time. Us. We still have there time. Are four dicks. There are there four, four dicks. dicks. Uh, that's I want three more than normal. I have, I have two things I want to talk about real quick. Uh, I will talk about four dicks. Um, <laughs> I, I had some notes. I want to talk about two crazy shit. Crazy shits, real quick. Sure. We're going to cap this off with two um, two quick little stories. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, <clears throat> my first tour, uh, our first van was called Macho Van Randy Savage. Uh, <laughs> it's a good name for that a van. That van was sick. We had the. the Is that like, the, the one with the, the long ceiling? That was the, the, the short, tall ceiling? That was a short one. I didn't ride in that yeah. one. Uh, it had the limo lights down the middle. Sick. Uh, that thing was sick. So, what was awesome was uh, the. Uh, I shouldn't say awesome. Uh, the driver's side window didn't open, oh. but we had those little triangle windows, so I could open that. <laughs> the Pretty little sick. the yeah. flap? Yeah, yeah. side yeah. window, yeah. So, not a big deal until this happened. So, we're on our, uh, the first tour I did with Angry Lines, and uh, uh, Joe Bradshaw, who was the bass player at the time. Which, Joe! I uh, fucking love you, Joe. He's a good I miss dude. you so much. Uh, yeah, he's such a good dude. I haven't seen Joe in he ages. He was so much fun to, to just play shows with, too. He's just such a... <laughs> such a <laughs> I just got a Domino's ad on my oh, Apple Watch. Hell yeah. They know. <laughs> but Joe is such a funny dude. Uh, fucking so underrated as a player, too. There's uh, honestly, He's on, really talented. On, on 2012, the EP, there's uh, so it's Funeral Reset, Spineless. I played the bass on uh, Reset and Spineless just due to time. And he, yeah. uh, I can't remember scheduling conflicts, but he played Funeral. That's a song that the bass sounds sick on. Yeah. And so, like, when you listen to that, and there's, like, a weird, like... That's funny to know. Now, like next a, time I hear them, I'm going to be like, wait a minute. There's, like, a, there's not a bass solo, but there's, like, a bass riff under some heavy chords towards the end of the song that's, like, do do that. It's, like, arpeggiated chords on the bass. Yeah. Like, the song where Joe played is the one that sounds the best. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Joe. Shout um, out, Joe. But, uh, so, Joe, our buddy Joel uh, was on tour with us. We, all, we, we tried to always bring a, a sixth person to be, like, our... Merch slash companion slash mm-hmm. someone to handle the shit when you need yeah, to like go just, have an existential you know, crisis Burke, somewhere. Burke did that with us for a while. Yeah, which fucking fuck you, Burke. Uh, yeah, Burke, <laughs> fuck you. If, yeah, fuck you. If dude. you ever listen to this, he had so much tour footage that he never gave us, and then he said he lost it or doesn't have it or something. But dude, he was with us for a while, and there's so much good footage that he got like early in his video career. He just doesn't have. And it's like, ah, oh, I wish we had that so oh, bad. Oh, he's got it somewhere. <laughs> Burke, you motherfucker. So my first, this is. Burke, give us the footage. Fuck you, Burke. Uh, Burke. FBI, open up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right. So first tour we do with, uh, I do with Anchor Lines. And this is like the first official tour. They had, they had done like a handful of weekenders, <clears> which is funny because one of those I actually hung out with Dead Ocean for one of the weekenders. Dosha. That they did with Anchor Lines. Uh, uh, kind of funny, yeah, full circle again. So we uh, we get to Connecticut, and I don't. I was driving, and I can't remember what the indicator was, but there was a there was a noise. There was <clears throat> there was something, and I remember looking out the the rearview mirror, uh, the 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 mirror. 
The regular yep. mirror. That's side view. Side view. Passenger side, side yeah, or something, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> the, the mirror. You're welcome, Charlie. Seeing, <laughs> and seeing sparks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're like, that's hmm. normal. Interesting. Wait a second. This isn't the Fast and the Furious. What's going on Who's here? Paul Walker. Vin yeah. Diesel. <laughs> so we end up pulling over, and uh, our muffler had fallen off. Hell of yeah. So, but you didn't notice it sound-wise? I was about to say, it probably sounded fucking shit. Shit, <laughs> shit got weird. Like, we were like, what's going on? What's going on? We kept going, kept going. And so we're on uh, 89, which is the worst fucking highway. Worst highway. 89 eight, is confirmed. the 84. Confirmed. Oh, I was saying 89. 84. In between New Hampshire, Vermont, and, and New York is the, the easiest worst. highway to fall asleep on ever. Oh, it's Because it's dark and it's woods. Good night. Yep. Oh. Yep. Uh, good night. Yeah. So, uh, so we pull over. And this, this is on uh, Anchor Lines NH Instagram. You can find this picture on there Yep. Uh, pretty early on. Give them a follow. Um, we were like, all right, so... What the fuck do we do? Our muffler's hanging down on this this van, so we're that we are on the side of the road for a while, mm. and it's this was I shit you not it was ended up being the hottest day of that year. Mm-hmm. So the picture's funny because no one's wearing shirts. Nice. I took the picture. Hell, so yeah. Hell yeah! But uh, yeah, no one's wearing shirts. Uh, if you want to see some hunks, you got to go to Angle Lines. I need you. But uh, <laughs> so. So Luke Diamonds, our boy, who's small enough to fit under the van with a monkey wrench in his hand, uh, we put him under the not van. Not talking about his dick either. And <laughs> have him smash the muffler off our van. Hell yeah. Because it was dragging. Yeah. So we just smashed our muffler off to the point where there was nothing dragging. Sick. And threw the muffler in the grass and then kept going. <laughs> Who needs it? Who needs it? Yeah, fuck emissions. Makes so, sense. That's littering. So yeah, our van sounded sick. We were worried about carbon monoxide. <laughs> Whatever. If you're moving, so you're good. I kept, the little, I kept the little triangle open the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but what's funny was we actually fucked up a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised. We, oh, uh, no shit. All right. We, uh, cool. We drove on a lot of parkways where we weren't supposed to and a lot of like, so, you know, we're driving and it's like, parkway, no clearance of this. And we're like, hope we can fit under that. <laughs> 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 Which was more of an issue with uh, Casey Vanthony was our second van. Oh, that's the van uh, I've been Casey in. Casey that one, no, that one was, that was one of the vans. It was like, a, it was like a live-in van. Like you could have yeah. fit a mattress in the back of it, Sick. but it had... The roof was like, and it, you could stand up in this van and like, I'm and like 5'10". Yeah, I was yeah. like 5'10", and you could stand vertically no in problem. it and like not even really, like your hair might brush it, but yeah. mm, not a big so deal. So what you're so, saying is I would have a fucking field day yeah, in it. You could, you could do a backflip in that Vanthony, yeah, dude. So apologies. <laughs> fucking <laughs> hilarious and very dark. Yeah, so apologies Casey to everyone Vanthony. about how dark <laughs> But, uh. I think it, it's a good name. Uh, I love it. It was brutal. We, all, we call it like. Big red too. It was just a big red van. I didn't. We really called ours Mr. Vanderson. I wasn't crazy about the <laughs> Casey Vanderson. Casey is way better. Is really way better. better. The best thing was we borrowed our a trailer a lot from. Uh, um, Gag, right? No. Oh fuck! Oh my god! Uh, Anna Safira. Oh, and, uh, oh good shout trailer. Out. Good band. The trailer was. Uh, they named it. Was called Trailer Lautner. A lot of good names. Yeah, great. So we borrowed that trailer a lot, and then. I think we ball it. I don't fucking. Um, but uh, yeah, where was I going with Sick. this? Uh, <clears throat> so we had the muffler, parkways, muffler, parkways. Park, parkways. Yeah. yeah. So when we parkway had, drive, terrible bin. When we had, fuck off. Uh, 
yeah, when we had that, it got scary a couple times where it was like. You we hear had, the antenna slapping so, something, you're like, ooh. Right above the driver's seat, it had the big clearance number on it. So that van we bought from a uh, somewhere in Mass was actually a uh, like a small uh, jail transport van. Fucking sick. Uh, so <coughs> Honestly, we, if I was going to Casey jail Anthony and they transported in me in that van, I'd be ha. like, oh, yeah. We pulled a bunch of shit out and had new seats put in and stuff. Like we had a Luke had a Luke or Jeff had a boy that like put the seats in, like welded them sick. in for us. So we had those two captain's chairs. Yeah. Um, which I remember, dude, when I was filling in for you guys, wherever at the church show, we had my eight by 10 laid across it in front of the captain's chairs. And I was literally learning songs on the drive down in a captain's chair with my base cab with a laptop in front of it, learning. Oh, dude, it was so fucking yeah, cool. We had a hookup. We had the, uh, the brick to do, uh, for like, Oh yeah. Like you got a power. Yeah. We were. We were set to kind of ball, yeah. yeah. All this shit, like I'd say, it was like Corwin, almost. With Corwin's work, like where he had to work on the road, we were fucking hooked up. <laughs> Sick. Um, so you guys yeah. are like three eleven. So the muffler story was was huge. That was that was really funny. We were super worried about. Um, we actually did get a ticket in the van once. We got a speeding ticket. Wow. I was driving. Thanks, Corwin. <clears throat> it was like brutal too. It was like not brutal. Um, so the like muffler a- muffler was fun. That's on Instagram. Uh, I had one other story, and I just it just speaks to the people of Maine. Oh, Fuck yeah. And I fucking love Maine. Fuck you, Kyle. Ooh, I eh, don't I, like Maine. I love Maine. I love people from Maine. I, I just, it's it's a good time. Um, play a show in the middle of nowhere, Maine. I don't know the name of the town. I'd have to look that's, up. That's like, the name of the town, middle of I'd have to look up, like, the show flyer like to find the Like, North Maine? It was, yep, yeah, it was far. It was probably, like, a two-and-a-half-hour drive from Manchester. Um, oh, that's not that far into Maine. Yeah, it's yeah. Not. but no, no, but it wasn't. It, was, <laughs> still have civilization it wasn't there. on the seacoast. It was oh, like oh, you know, so you're like in a main middle land. of yeah. Maine, yeah, like past Bangor, and then kept going for an hour. Bangor, yeah, like, so you're in the, you're deep. Okay, uh, I, get, I get it. You're in with the boonies. So what's, that, what's funny about Maine is that like all of it is seacoast, and then yeah. if you get into if real you, Maine, yeah. it's, it's you scary. Just, you get <laughs> to the middle of Maine, you're like these people. So we we get we play the show in Maine. And this is, this was like, this was where I made it, you know, like, <laughs> uh, everyone was stoked on the show. It was, a, it was a house show. Everyone was so stoked on all the bands that were playing. And, um, I think I've heard the story. And, uh, there's unfortunately footage somewhere. If it's uh, the one I think it is, it's so wild. <laughs> we play, we, and this was a show we did with no trailer. So we had all our shit in the van. So we, we pull up, we load in into a garage, someone's personal garage. Um, that's just like, there's also a picture of this garage. It looks like a sex dungeon. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. I know, looks, I know the story. It looks, it looks awful. Um, but we, we, we get there and there's this busted up car in the grass of the lawn on this thing. And people Perfect. are smashing the car. Sick. <laughs> so we get to this thing when we're walking and people are like, hey, it's Anchor Lines. <laughs> wailing on this car you're like oh god where are we <laughs> and so we load in and uh i won't say the guy's name but uh Don't. the guy whose house it was was a was a funny motherfucker and he was very eccentric and he also had a warrant for his arrest and that's okay uh, <laughs> typical so, man yeah so this was on a road with like minimal houses so we uh the show goes on a couple bands play and then it's our turn to play um, the, this is the wildest show I've ever played. There's probably like in a tiny garage, probably like 50 people. 
Um, people started getting um, naked while we yeah. played. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So okay. we're, we start playing and people start getting real weird with it. And uh, four dicks. They're like, wait, hold on. Oh, wait, let's take our dicks out. So uh, Jeff starts having some serious fun with it. And he's like, all right, the craziest motherfucker during this song gets a fucking t shirt. <laughs> and we had, Dreamers, bitch. We had. We had our merch set up on like the front of someone's Civic in front of the garage. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you have was, windshield wipers holding up shirts. Yeah. <laughs> this is our last song. Put the '98 Civic like, in the corner. Lanyard. <laughs> someone had like people were hanging from like the garage belts and like swinging on those. <laughs> and, like, the the power was so bad, so my power conditioner has. Like a, oh, you got the meter. It has the meter, and it was like, hey, don't plug anything into this outlet. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to play the show. Uh, but like, people were getting fucking naked. Just like, whoever marches the craziest. There was a mattress with like a frowny face drawn on it, and people were like running. <laughs> and like smashing at each other. And it was like one of those situations where someone was like, I just got kicked in the head. Hell yeah! Like, <laughs> it was just, it was, it was so belligerent. Like it was just insane. Tell me, so, Maine. Maine is weird. Yeah. Tell me, Maine. So we're, we get like four songs in the set, and someone's like, "Cops are here! Cops are here!" And so all the naked people <gasps> run into the woods. Yeah, and, naturally. <laughs> and and then the guy who owns the house is hiding in his house, and they're like. We know you're in there. So standoff. Is our are are we done? Or, like, are we gonna... Everyone's just like holding guitars. Like, do yeah. we keep uh, playing? Bad boys, what you going? Yeah. I, I honestly don't. I don't remember if we kept playing or not. But it's like they ended up. Uh, they didn't arrest them or anything. But they were like, "Here's your fucking ticket or whatever." It was like a noise violation. And, I'm pretty sure we stopped playing, but it was like, it was nonsense. It was like the most bonkers half set we ever played. We are like, what the fuck just happened? We you like, actually played one song. We were like, yeah. <laughs> we were like Maine is weird. <laughs> but like, was, this is spineless. <laughs> it was, it was That's awesome. Funny. It was so cool. And uh, we had a lot of, a lot of good times in Maine. Like the Wyndham Vet Center was a ton mm. of fun. There was a lot of good shows there. We got to play some pretty, some pretty cool shows there, but, uh, that's all. Um, Fuck yeah, man. Before I uh, ignore your question any further, um, Four Dicks is Thank a song. Thank you. I was saying, this, this, this will probably wrap, wrap it up. Baby. Wrap it up with Four Dicks. Wrap it up with Four Dicks. I'm so excited. Four Dicks on it. It's funny. When, when we looked at the whole the whole thing of everything we were doing, the, the time and the money, the effort we were putting into it, when we were like, okay, so you know, when, when our band was a business, which it is, and you know, mm-hmm. if anyone ever would listen to this that was... We starting, have like 100 subscribers. Okay. It, no, thousand. no. I, oh, I was going to I was gonna narrow down who I was talking to. Neither of you know the numbers. <laughs> Neither of you have access to that. Right, right, right. It's at least 100,000. Anyways, but uh, you know, if there, was, if there was anyone who was starting a band and they were a young person, uh, it just, it's a matter of like keeping it going. I, uh, you know, these assholes jerk off periphery a lot, but those dudes are, are business professionals and they have some really awesome interviews about like, your band as a business. It's a real thing. You know, it's everything you do in life, your, your career. No matter how much fun it is, you're always working for a business. You know, mm-hmm. it's my day to day life. It's something I'm passionate about, but it's a business. And your band is a business. It was the biggest misconception I had when I was a young uh, kid, teenager, in a band with you assholes. You mm-hmm. know, true. It's yeah. If you ever want to succeed, you have to take it seriously. 
Yeah, we, uh, we did it for the fun. Which so hell yeah, how we can be both. we're also sixteen. You there can, can be both, you but you need to have you need, you need to yeah. have an avenue. And right. that's how you want to do it for to, fun, uh, or do you want to sustain you wanna make, yourself? Do you want to do something with it? Right, right. Yeah, and that's how we got to four dicks. Okay. Um, <laughs> so four dicks is the culmination of business. So and fun. four dicks is is a song that had been around for a long time. It actually predates my time in Anchorlands. Um, it has been around since the inception. So this is a Corwin Bermudez original. I did not know that. Um, we had always talked about it. Uh, when we were planning the album that we never got to record, it was going to be the hidden track. Hell yeah. We love secret Love hidden tracks. We, we talked about our constituent parts. And uh, blood. blood. And blood, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Stuff. Um, yeah. So Four Dicks was going to be our hidden track. And uh, it's a song. It's a very tragic song. Until someone... <laughs> With uh, with four dicks, they're Dick Medusa. <laughs> they're three more than normal dicks. Um, but it's a you know it's a very quick song. It's about a minute and a half, and it goes through the journey of someone who has four dicks. And uh, I think you know, at the, the end of the day, they they they're upset because they're not normal. You know, they don't they can't function properly. They can't. I think the best part of that entire song is that I don't know who came up with the lyric. I don't know <laughs> what. Genius was involved in this. What five-star lyric chef. Corin Bermudez. Yes. I'm like a dick Medusa. <laughs> is an incredible lyric. Yeah. If you can imagine top the, tier, the, dude. the immediate mental picture I get is no, Medusa, Medusa penis. but she only has four snakes and they're dicks. All penis. <laughs> so so what, so what the tragedy of that is is... Is that it would scare people? It would turn That's them stone. You know, it would. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, I would. <laughs> if, if I saw someone walking down the street that had four dicks four attached dicks. to their head, I'd go, oh. Yeah, this, it's not. And that's that's the you know it's a joke song, but it's not. You know, this it's this tragic. is actually a real. Um, we're gonna start a charity. It's called Polyphallicitis. <laughs> this is a real problem for a lot of people in America. For they just twenty to, cents a for day. Just twenty <laughs> cents a day, you can sponsor somebody that has polyphallicitis. Jesus Christ. And this is a real thing. So we needed to talk this? about yeah. yeah. I couldn't so, I couldn't yeah. see. It. Oh. So here's uh, Nick. I didn't want to really be this candid, but you suffer from polyphallicitis. <laughs> and this this was actually a biography song. Um, autobiography? No, it's mean? a biography. It's not he didn't write it. Yeah, he's right. If you yeah. if you were yeah. listening earlier, he said he was is a conception of the band before he got in, but um, you know, I, I really wanted to bring light to this because this is a real big charity that we um, we need to talk about. Anyway, uh, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap yeah. it up. It's hey, 420 anyways, in yeah. real life. It's 420 in our time. Listen, we guys, need to wrap this yeah. up. Let me, uh, you know, yeah, I, I don't know what kind of editing is going to go into this. But none. So, literally none. Shut uh, the fuck up. You lot, do not do the editing. A My lot God, of editing. so much time. Devin's going to put yay in a uh, so much time. I'm going to spend like five hours on this. This was, uh, let me just, I appreciate let you. Let me just say it was, uh, it was. Stop. It I was, hate uh, this. Fuck. You're making my life so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun editing this out. Oh my god, it's even worse. <laughs> We're all in mono right now. Uh, <laughs> it's all uh, one line. Thanks, guys. Uh, appreciate being able to, to hang out with you boys. Uh, there's so much stuff we could have talked about. This could uh, be a six-hour podcast. I think it's this was. Be- I think this was a good. Quick, like TLDR yeah. version of the entire story. Which is story. crazy yeah. that uh, for two and a half, literally two and a half this hours. Is quick, like I don't want so much. I don't want anything to be underplayed at all. I want to say that like what we, and you know, we're a fucking band from New Hampshire. Like this is not. This was fun to talk about. Like we're yeah. we're this is like we're not king shit of anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the amount of people that we had supporting us, um, you know, even the fact that you guys wanted to talk about this was super cool. Um, you know, 
shout out to all the boys. Uh, you know, Corwin again, just a fucking animal. Um, I still share a practice space with Corwin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's actually where we record yeah. Lamb the Pod yeah, normally. Yeah. I, uh, I haven't seen him in a while, uh, but he's he's fucking awesome. His like again, his just work ethic is what really is just like was amazing. Uh, Jeff again, I his pure passion. You know, mm. he was a big part of the networking too, where he just he knew people. He just resonated with people. He was a you know, he's a good dude. He was a yeah, symbol yeah. for us. You know, love Jeff. That's as, all as much as you know, <clears throat> fucking a record label didn't want like a big dude guy. Like Jeff's just a he's fucking tall. He's a big dude. He's but he he's, broke our couch. He's <laughs> he's full of uh, he's just full of of heart, and he's just a good that's, good, good good person. That's like one thing. Like like I was talking about earlier. It's nice that like 2019 like. You can look like whatever you want and still have a market. And I'm really. And Jeff is so fucking handsome. He's, it, he's like, a handsome talker. He's a handsome Not to yeah. sidetrack too much. Jeff, you could pick out of a crowd of a thousand people. And that's a thing. Why you, Jeff? You would want Jeff that. from Anchorlands. You, you would want that. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, that's so not only that, but like, not only like looks wise, like fuck the looks, but like talent wise. I know. Oh, Jeff, saying, Jeff is dude. like he's he's a great pick. I looked up Vocal to him a lot screens. before. Stop whacking Sorry, the table, I'm, you fucking idiot! I, I'm trying to do. The, I'm trying <laughs> to do someone the thing. said stop hitting the table. You're doing it a lot. I'm trying to do the thing. You're cutting me off. We're fighting. So, Jeff, looks wise, like. Big dude, et cetera, who gives a fuck? But talent-wise, like, before I started doing vocals in a band, I was like, man, like, this guy has fucking, he's got, he's got licks. Chops. This yeah. guy, he can fucking, he can rip his ass off, like, whether it's, like, a, a scream, a fucking sing. Like, it doesn't matter. He, like, he's very talented, and it's not, like, yeah. it's a, um, one of those situations where you're, like, don't judge a book by its cover. Right. Because you don't, like, if you had not met him ever before and you saw this band load in, you'd be like, all right, what are we getting ourselves into? And then you hear him, you're like, holy, holy fuck, fuck, like, this guy's got yeah, some shit yeah. going on. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I think that's very important. I think it's really important to just, like, just let shit happen. Just listen to it and see what it see what happens. Because uh-huh. yeah. he's like he's like literally the epitome of that. Because yeah. he he's, was he's he was so band, you know, he's like, so fucking talented and like had like I had not known them had I just been like some random kid at Rocco's one day like maybe I brush off this band and don't get to see something that's incredibly impressive. Like the whole band aside, like just someone that like you don't anticipate to be an like a very talented vocalist like whether it's. I mean, again, like, whether it's a drummer or guitarist, whatever, like, right. just give people the fucking time of day. Like, if you're going to go to a show, Try it it's out. worth it to just fucking hang out and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the biggest thing is, like, a lot of people go to shows to see their friends. It's like, fuck off. Like, just hang out. Yeah. It's like three hours. Enjoy just it. hang out. Yeah. Enjoy Have a beer. It. Who Enjoy gives it. a shit? <clears throat> Continue your shout outs. Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry to no, cut you off. No I, had to, I had to uh, rant. Yeah, no, Jeff is, I fucking love him to death. Again, I saw him in Manchester like two months ago. Was so much mm-hmm. fun. He so is a good dude. Uh, across Elm Street because he's fucking. I did. I saw him on Elm Street. But, uh, I was buying jewel pods. Here's the thing too. <laughs> we uh, we used to joke about like spineless acoustic during practice. Spineless like, acoustic. He's, dude, he's the such, tapping riff. He's such a fucking phenomenal singer too. Which we yeah. had him sing on a, oh, a yeah. handful of songs, but it was like like in a setting like that. You're like man, he would just. He would just woo you to death. Coming really? soon, wedding band. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, the rest, the rest of the boys, everyone I played with, uh, you know, Joe Bradshaw, uh, Vinny were the two bass players I played with. Joe was, you know, one of the founding members of Anchor Lines. Was so much fun to play in a band with. Vinny, you crazy motherfucker who wouldn't stop stealing cheese from gas stations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Hell yeah. uh, this is the Charlie Luke Day of Diamonds, uh, just 
Mm. Such a fucking social butterfly networking dude. Just yep. he made so much stuff happen for us. <clears throat> he's still doing it. He's in. Uh, oh, yeah. He's in fucking L.A. He's in L.A. Producing. He's doing he's a producer. He's doing. He's doing music production yeah. and he's kind of blowing up on yeah. Twitch right now. He did. Uh, really? Luke, mm-hmm. you're way better at video games now than you were before. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah, Luke. Uh, so kick your ass in Destiny. <clears throat> Um, but, but yeah, I mean, he was he was fun to work with, and he was just he was a great. That's his person. whole mood. Yeah, literally, yeah. like every time I've interacted with Luke, like granted, like I had more of like a, a friends. Like I mean, I would call us acquaintances because him and I were never like boys. But that was like his role, and like it's something you don't really anticipate having a need for being in a band is having someone to be social. But yeah. like, like we talked about earlier, if you drive like fourteen hours and you have to play a show, it's like I don't want to do this. And if you have someone that's just like. That's their go-to mood is just like, oh, I'm just going to interact. It's relieving yeah. in a way. You're like, he's going to fucking handle it. I'm going to pass out in a chair. <laughs> like, he, he was huge for us. I mean, I, we would have never done what we would have done without, you know, that was the biggest part about everything we did was everyone had their role. Yep. You know, I got to sit comfortably in the middle of a lot of things and just kind of be like, this is how I feel about it. And we'd either do it or we wouldn't do it. Yep. Or, you know, I got to, I got to be in a great spot. No, you just, you get to play backup. You know, I got to, I got to kind of not even I wouldn't even say micromanage, but that was like my thing was like Corwin and Luke and and Jeff. You know, they're they're networking and, and Corwin's skill writing and everything. Like I got to be like, okay, I'm going to help you with the writing. Okay, Luke, what are we doing? Booking, cool. That you, yep. And it's just like everything was was already there. We just needed like the the fucking rest of us to vote on it. Almost it was crazy. And uh, you know, Ryan, obviously, who I live with, um, mm-hmm. was was huge for us. He just was such a fucking He's an awesome player, so good, um, and just a good sense for bass in that genre started being this thing that people were like, if you don't, have, if you have a shitty bass player who just is like just the bass player, mm-hmm. like your band's weak, man. And just like True. having someone who is who is that talented and that like just got it. Oh yeah, dude, bulky shreds, dude. Yeah, and uh, bulky's sick. He's just a fun dude, and and you always needed. Uh, we would always be able to like break into pairs for stuff on tour and you always mm-hmm. needed like that's how we really connected was you know you really needed to have those different be like be able to break off with different people and have that and that's why you, we would always have a six person like we did one tour mm-hmm. with just the five of us and it was so weird like you didn't pairs are great yeah and it yeah. Was, buddy system uh, but, but yeah I mean every everyone that we worked with you know again Matt Wentworth is he'll never get the credit he deserves as a player mm. uh, he's just incredible he's so mm-hmm. solid and just his dedication to what he does i'll never forget it. i he's, think it's the last he's track such a talented musician uh, dude the last track on age of ignorance he sings over something like some crazy guitar part and then it was, a, it was an arpeggio right well there's that you're thinking of so it's like track uh eight nine or ten i know that's big but uh, if, uh we will all evolve mm-hmm. um there's a crazy guitar lick that's a kind of buried in the mix but that's yeah. a lead part and that's what he would play live and he sings over that. And then the last track on Age of Ignorance, he sang over that. That's and, kind of a flex at and, that uh, point. Yeah, and he, uh, he just so talented, man. It just, like, I never understood how, how someone could be that good. And it, it definitely, like, still now when I play guitar, I'm like, I want to be as solid at this, in this one riff as Matt would want to be. Yeah, I mean, he posts on his, his Instagram like, every once in a while, like him flexing on like how sick of a player he is. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, he has some parts on one of the newer records where he does the same thing. It's like this fucking ridiculous guitar riff that he sings over. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, him, Robin Nanda, again, who lives in Colorado now, uh, just awesome dude. Shaney and Christie's, John Cresselia, Burke, all the dudes from Beyond Us are 
Wes, Brian, Reese. Um, yeah, it was just like those fucking people made my life better. Mm-hmm. And it's just so crazy. Like with, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it was about. I have that memory that's so good and so much fun. Um, but Fuck yeah, man. Uh, well, I, again, like, I, hey, man, thank you. I, I mean, I really appreciate us finally getting to sit down and do this interview. And this is a long one, but it's 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 good that we spent the time because there's it's like a near there's, and dear thing. There's yeah. so like, think about this. Think about how not to downplay anything you guys have done. But this is like a fucking drop on the bucket compared to a big band like oh, Godsmack or you know yeah, we, we mean right, right <laughs> Godsmack's your first reference I'm just fucking I'm trying Jesus to keep, keep Christ this, yeah I'm, I'm keeping consistent with Lamb of Pot but, <laughs> but, you, but you know what I'm saying like there's something like a big big band yeah. speak is a heavy ass song so far yeah. away yeah. Yeah. but think but think about a big fucking band like that like, like that like what they've been through and now listen to Nick's story mm-hmm. of just this small <clears throat> band from New Hampshire They've gone through all this shit. Now, never mind what uh, a giant fucking band has gone through. It's just, it's very eye-opening. Yeah. And I hope you guys enjoyed this. I mean, like I said, it's, it was a pretty fucking deep dive. But I, I'm glad that we finally got to talk to Nick. Um, and I'm hoping that, like Devin said earlier on, that this is something that we can maybe do where it's not such a deep dive into Anchorlands, but just have Nick and just yeah. be Nick. Yeah, you know semi-regular. I mean? Shoot the yeah. shit and, like, show us that he is a, uh, show you guys that this is the fourth amigo here and we can... Yeah, be stupid and silly. So no, I, I was just say the only thing I would say is, like, is the best band ever. <laughs> uh, no, man, like for real, like thank you. I I know it's tough. I know Devin uh, kind of talked about it earlier, but like thank you for this. This has been awesome. This is for sure our longest podcast, but like an hour and a half. We're we're literally almost at three hours at this point. It's crazy. Dude. Yeah. We, uh, could, we could do another three hours. I know, but no, no. I, I, I think it's cool. Eat my is, ass. I will not. I'll eat half of your ass. No, but I'm I uh, not doing it <laughs> not, for real, man. That, it, it's, it's just cool to have that insight. Uh, I think it's cool that, like, you know, for the whatever hundred listeners we have, like, it, it's, it's nice to have like that insight of like, hey, this is actually how the industry works. And man, uh, it's just, I it's mean, it's just cool, man. It's it's Thank cool you. to be able to Thank get you. together as all of us at this point have known each other for a decade. Plus, is that yeah. fair to say? Decade At plus, least a minimum. minimum. Yeah. So it's cool to be able to sit down with three other people for me. Like, I've known all three of you yeah. for 10 plus years, had countless experiences with each of you, and be able to tackle one subject for three hours. Yeah. It's really cool, really eye opening because, like, we've all heard separate stories. We've all heard, you know, by pairs or whatever. Like, we've all heard different accounts, and it's just cool to kind of lay it down and have, like, a, a streamlined version of it. Hear from the horse's mouth itself. Yeah. So. But Anyways, who wants to take us out? I'm doing it. Um, uh, who's gonna check out my Shane Egan tattoo I have on my ass? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so Shout sick of you, dude. Um, all right, so if you have made it this far uh, uh, for like the hundredth time, I'm impressed because like if I was listening, I'd be like, all right, we're we're done. Over this but, one. but yeah, See thank you, thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you to our five listeners: Matt Tupper, Nick <laughs> Van, JC Dugan, and <laughs> and Devin Gagnon because Devin Gagnon. I listen yeah, to all of them. fucking so. If you made it this far, thank you for listening. Um, if you feel so inclined, we have all the social medias. You can find us on Instagram at Lamb of Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Lamb of Pod. You can find us on Facebook if you go to the search bar at Lamb of Pod or Facebook.com slash Lamb of Pod. Yeah. Um, if you want to shoot us an email for like, I don't know, we've been asking for like weeks, please just email, email us. us. We, <laughs> We're lonely. Um, you, can, you can email Anything. us. It's lamofpodnh at gmail.com. 
Um, I think that wraps it up for this episode. Please, if you have the ability to rate, subscribe, etc., um, it really helps us. If you have a review that you feel like running, like, hey, I really particularly like the way Chris said the F word earlier. We don't care. <laughs> it's the mustache. We don't care. It's, we, it's fine. Please, if even if your review is like really open-ended, fine. We don't care. Rate and review wherever you kind of really helps us to reach more people that would otherwise have no idea we existed. It's true. Um, until next time, uh, this has been Lamb of Pod. Thank you, Nick, for being on with us thank again you, for the, for the you, 15th boy. time tonight. But yeah, thank um, you. This is big. Thanks for listening this far. If you made it, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. We love you. We see you guys. We love you as friends. I don't know what that was. It's like a sound off news song. Sound off for Dick. See you guys. What you say?